This week in league, the average price of a bench in Parramatta goes up $550,000. Bookies announce a huge betting plunge on New South Wales following Monday night's injury to Kurt Gidley. After discovering how much fun it is to smash a carton of breezes and snap kick pregnant chicks, the North Queensland Cowboys consider challenging the ban on Robert Louis. Allegedly. And we'll review all of the action from round nine of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 85 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I am Glenn. And I am feeling fantastic. How about yourself? Me too, mate. <laughs> my, I mean, my team is going gangbusters at the moment. T- two wins from the past two weeks. <laughs> For a total of about three over Scored eight. 61 points in two weeks. I mean, you've got to be happy about that. It's true. Except for the part you're playing Panthers <laughs> in the busted week and... Uh, Geez, Parramatta. I think uh, old uh, Stevie might be <sighs> the only way Steve. The, the only way that Steve Carney could be closer to being sacked is if his last name was Ferner. Well, I think so. I, I suspect the Parramatta board's just sitting back write. and just watching, <laughs> waiting to see how this whole sordid mess plays out. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. But of course, it was a glorious, glorious glory, great weekend of action. The total destruction of the despicable disciples of. Des Hasler, despite wow. some injuries and suspensions. <laughs> First story the Eagles, they're soaring high. Just days after re-signing the 5'8", Kieran Foran, Manly received a further boost with New South Wales fullback favourite Brett Stewart agreeing to terms for a new three-year deal. Since when's he been the fullback favourite for New South Wales? He's a fullback. Uh, he's a favourite after like you know last week because um. In what? Who's the boogie? Um, Gillis sure. Incorporated. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, um, you look at the options. You've got NG Tampon. Sports bet. You've got Tampon, who may not even you know oh, most which likely. One, which one are you referring to? Well, the fullback one that plays for Canberra. All right. Who, in all likelihood, is not going to be fit. You've got Jared Hayne, who plays well in bursts for the Eels, but, you know, he's hardly consistent. And they could, and he's played well in origin uh, on the wing. He's probably played his best origin football best on the wing. Best fullback in the game, according to, to some astute judges. Um, you Jared Hayne. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's... Uh, Basically, well, I mean, the the story came out through the week is that Ricky Stewart uh, called last year. We knew this story. I mean, that, that he called Des Hasler and said, you know, is he up to it? And then the story further came out. More about that story came out this week, where it was that um, Ricky said, asked, you know, physically is he up to it? And Hasler's like, yep, no doubt about it. Then so he said mentally, and Des like, oh, you know, not sure. And then that's why he didn't go with it. But now, obviously, the the blessing is being given, and he's um, good to go. And Did I think Des again. No, but I think the re- I think the the tipping point was that they that. After the uh, game on Friday night, uh, they they pulled him over for a post match interview, which is the first one he's had in first interview he's done in ages, like you know on the spot like that. And uh, the way he handled that and everything, like okay, cool, he's over it, ready to go. So looks like he's going to be in there. And uh, further good news with Test stars Tony Williams and Steve Matai also set to stay. So since losing coach. 
Des Hasler to Canterbury late last year. The Seagulls have been under enormous pressure to retain their star players, but they've so far managed to keep foreign and halves partner Daly Cherry Evans, while Stewart's re-signing is now a formality, which also means that Glenn will follow suit, even though he's still under contract for another year. After initially seeking a four-year, $2.4 million contract, the, the Herald understands Stewart has agreed in principle to a three-year deal thought to be worth about $1.5 million. Glenn Stewart's not allowed to leave. He can't ever play for another club. No, he, no, he's not. He can't. He won't. Right. That's so like Wayne Bennett and Darius Boyd. Well, no, these are two brothers, see? Yeah, well, father and, and son. And they're not Same like Same thing. And they're not father like and son. Father and son with no blood. Good family. I mean, I, there might be some semen interchange between the two of them, but not blood. Now, um, It's exactly the same thing. And unlike the unlike the, ne- the necklace Morris brothers, these two have a brotherly bond. And uh, so they'll, <laughs> like, they'll, they'll like to play together. I mean, the other two, I mean, they couldn't give a shit. So, yeah, read into that what you will. I mean, they probably hate each other. Um, <laughs> and, of course, uh, Snake, back to his best in uh, Friday night's game, uh, scored a try, made two line breaks, man of the match performance. Um, despite three weeks on the sideline with a rib injury and his well-documented knee problems, he dispelled fears that he lost his acceleration and is now poised to win the Blues' number one jersey for Origin 1 in Melbourne on May 23. Canberra fullback Josh Dugan, who was New South Wales coach Ricky Stewart's preference for Origin 1 last season, also returned from injury at the weekend, but... It's understood that Stuart will get the nod for this year's season opener if he stays fit. His brother Glenn's also considered a near certainty for the Blues after his impressive return from injury against the Bulldogs and the fact he signed to Manly for a further two years and was a strong factor in Brett's decision to stay. So, yeah. Finished talking about Manly yet? No, I was just talking about the argument about Manly. And um, I just think it's... I just wanted to finish off saying it's a tremendous effort for a club in crisis. The players, players are absolutely terrible board who are the cause of everything bad that happens in the According world. According to half your fan base. And a uh, and a COO, not just the Daily Telegraph, and a COO who's clearly not up to the job, um, and is absolutely fucking hopeless in every way. But you know what? He's managed to sign a bunch of players that were all supposed to be going to Desi or elsewhere. I bet that's not David Gallup's fault. Well, no, you know that's that he's probably apologised. That's what's really happened. Oh well, clearly <laughs> that was all they were waiting on. Exactly. And now it's good times ahead. Exactly. Brett Stewart back when he. Played for New South Wales before his injury issues. Um, I remember his debut game, and he was probably one of the best players on the field. So faultless performance. Yep. And I don't think he's going to let anyone down. No. I think he doesn't uh, have talent-wise. He's probably you know if you look at ceilings of particular players, Jared Haynes probably up there as well. But uh, Brett Stewart shows it far more consistently, and he's far more. Uh, likely to put a solid sort of performance together without any sort of brain explosion. And defensively, yeah, defensively he's bound to be a lot better than Jared Hayne is. But yeah, I mean, they'll find a spot for Hayne. Hayne will be on the wing, you know, sure. and and he played and he played his best Origin football and over on the left wing as well. He has, um, including when he got that that bullshit try disallowed when he supposedly stepped on the line when he clearly didn't. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, that okay, line that was clearly stepped on. Yeah. Next story. <laughs> The ARL Commission makes free-to-air Saturday game a priority in the new rights deal. Saturday afternoon or evening rugby league could soon be back on free-to-air television with the ARL Commission making the time slot a key component in negotiations for the game's new broadcast deal. NRL games on Saturdays are, as it stands, exclusively the domain of one of the two existing television rights holders, Fox Sports, which broadcasts as many as three first-grade matches on its subscription service from 5.30pm. However, sources close to the negotiating process say there is a strong push by the ARLC to to 
reinstall a Saturday game on free-to-air television leading into or on the other side of the winning network's evening news bulletin. Discussions about whether to go with an afternoon or evening time slot on Saturday will form an important part of the broadcast and media rights bidding process, which ramps up this week with initial bids to come from holders the Nine Network and Fox Sports. However, whatever time slot is decided upon, Rugby League's independent commission is intent on increasing the number of NRL games shown on free-to-air television each week to four, and Saturday is the final piece in the puzzle. I mean, there's a lot of, you know... I think it's de- great. The Fox are going to crack the I think it's great. I remember back in... Shit, when would it have been? It would have even been in the 90s, wasn't it? With Warren Bowling, it was a 3pm game on Saturday yeah, afternoons on, the, on the ABC. That was all good. Um, I'd love to have a, another afternoon game, take a night game away and have another afternoon game. That's great. I mean, it's great for the, the teams because... You know the 3 p.m. Sunday slot and the 2 p.m. Sunday slot—they're the—they're probably the most widely attended, yeah, games, especially in in Sydney, um, and certainly the easiest to, you know for people to get to. Uh, and yeah, I hope I hope they do it. Really, I loved Saturday afternoon rugby league on ABC, and I think Channel Nine should get a bit with Tony Radonikus and, and 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 Warren Boland. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I remember... I think Artie was on there too, wasn't he? Is he commentator? I don't remember Artie being on there, but you could well be right. My uh, father used to manage a pub in Auburn, New South Wales, on uh, Paramount Road by the name of the Melton Hotel. And uh, he was often working Saturday afternoon, so I would be upstairs. See, he was, it was a live-in manager sort of role. And I'd be upstairs watching the footy. And I remember one particular game, I think it might have been 1987, and uh, Western Suburbs, it was the first game at Arana Park, which later became Campbelltown Stadium. And uh, Western Suburbs Magpies taking on the Parramatta Eels. Rod Petherbridge, man of the match performance. Vivizel of the round, probably. Two tries. Unstoppable from the fullback <laughs> position. And uh, he was going that well. Every time he did something, I rang my dad downstairs. <laughs> And Dad sort of humoured me, yeah. but fuck, that must have been annoying for him. Trying to do his job, serving drunk pricks beers, and every, you know, I mean, he had a blinder, so it was every few yeah. minutes. Yeah. The phone would ring. Oh, he scored another try, Dad. I was, I was the Jackson Blakely of my generation. <laughs> I love Rod Petherbridge, Dad. <laughs> Except you didn't turn around and stab your old man in the heart by, you know, defecting to the Parramatta side or something like that, did you? <laughs> No. <laughs> Sorry. No, I just know you didn't. You didn't stab. I me definitely did not do that. That's all I'm saying. But uh, yes, Saturday afternoon football. Bring it back. I love. The, I love the thought of the initiative, and let's hope they can uh, get it over the line. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they're saying they think that um, there's a, prescri- a perception going around now that successful bidders for the AFL deal, which is seven Foxtel and Telstra, they overpaid when dishing out 1.25 billion over five years for that broadcast agreement. So what that means for the uh, NRL one, who knows? Next story: Jared Hayne fined. Jared Hayne was fined for arriving at a recovery session more than an hour after his teammates. Another day, another drama at the embattled club. Uh, <laughs> Why should a player that didn't do anything need to recover? That's probably his thought process. And then you go down. That's fuck off for 80 minutes. That's a sensationalist headline. But then uh, he got there at 11am and um, then one player tried to claim that Jared had completed his recovery earlier and raced off to a prior engagement. Um, and then he said, Hayne himself said he wasn't late and he'd been in the gym riding a bike. And 
basically they're trying to paint it what as a word that of it's, ice. Yeah, basically they're trying to paint it as this poor discipline means that it's um you know rife throughout the club and it's the reason why they're at the bottom of the table, etc. etc. Um, I don't think it's any of those reasons. I think it's just because Parramatta aren't very good at rugby league. Yeah, I agree. See, that's got to have something to do with it. I mean, imagine if I mean if, if they if they played if they played for eighty minutes, they'd probably go okay. But at the moment, they only play in fifteen I minute mean, batches. Look, they played for thirteen minutes and they still lost. Exactly. Um, now, what else? Um, and then Neil's official said that he that Hayne thought recovery was an eleven, not ten, but nonetheless, he's still going to be fined. So, uh, a lot of problems at Parramatta. These Players sorts of that can't read or tell the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, Hayne's probably not the biggest one on the shit list at the moment because you've got Sandow, you know, who's uh, playing this in Reggie's. Hayne. Oh yeah, well he's, no, because because you've got Sandow playing in Reggie's, earning about the same amount of money as Hayne, or maybe slightly less. And then you've got Ben Roberts himself, who, who had the game of his lifetime. Do we, do we want to talk about Ben Roberts now or in the match recap? <laughs> I just I just had Ben Roberts. He was just a, in this article as a symptom of how shit that Parramatta are. So I just wanted to... His, just wanted recovery, to his recovery session in, in basically uh, included a bullet to the skull. Just stop, just stop watching... <laughs> Self-inflicted. Stop watching NFL during rugby league season. <laughs> There's a start, then you might throw passes 15 metres forward. <laughs> <laughs> Saw it happen against Manly once and thought, oh, I'll give it another go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that would have been the match winner. Um, and uh, as we alluded to at the start, the Cowboys players are challenging the Robert Louis ban. They're still struggling to accept Robert Louis's 12-month ban for domestic violence. On Friday night, NRL boss David Gallup was spotted at the Coogee Crown Plaza being ushered to a private private room for talks with Thurston, Brent Tate, Matt Bowen and CEO Peter Jordan. The Cowboys had agreed to the ban for domestic violence on Louis, but the players wanted to know why the halfback was stood down for an entire season. After an hour-long meeting, Gallup said it was a matter of going over the process and explaining this kind of conduct is completely unacceptable and a turn-off for our supporters, from our biggest sponsors to mums and dads who follow the game. To their credit, the players understand that. I appreciate the chance to hear their concerns, and we all agree Robert and his partner and child need ongoing help. The Cowboys players can play a big role in that. I don't really know what to say to that. It's fucking outrageous. I mean, how stupid are these imbeciles to... to want to question that 12 months do the Cowboys like going to get fucking 12 years oh, th- oh, they, I they, hope not they must have a bye during women in the league round this year honestly unbelievable and how, well, they bring uh, out a fucking yeah, well, a bunch of different jerseys each in the different colours of Bacardi breezes or will they wear like one of the, like a uh, like an Anzac style camo jersey it's like black and blue why not oh, so. fucking joke yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's not going to get banned for life yeah, he's well, like two years at least. A year, a year is easy. You get banned for two years for snorting a bit of coke. Yeah, which exactly. Is, you know, I'm not condoning that either. Cokeheads aren't bashing up their chicks. Well, they probably are, but that's beside <laughs> the point. But a recreational drug ban is two years, mm-hmm. and a club feels obliged to a, a to question a guy's second offence of domestic violence. You know, yeah. and it's not going to be that far away, and we're going to be trumpeting out the women in league round. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's going to be dressing in pink, and it's going to be all. Everyone's going to be having a gay old time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and you got this little sordid mess simmering away in the background. Yeah, people up in Townsville are going, "Can't believe this is fucking going on." Why is Robert Louis not playing rugby league? <laughs> what? Maybe it's just a knee-jerk reaction to losing to Souths. I mean, losing to South will do, do a funny thing to a man, Nathan. 
but <laughs> fuck's sake. I don't know that about it. <laughs> well, losing to South has got to be the equivalent of losing to Parramatta, Gold Coast and Cronulla in one season, so you probably do know something about it. Anyway, we've got to get off the subject there. Um, what a fucking ludicrous decision. I can't believe that any human in their right mind would uh, would question that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that um that that Gallup just didn't walk in and said, "Fucking kidding, right? You got you got, you're not serious, are you? This is this fucking jet, right? So you, go, you know, Bo Ryan's going to walk out like a cockhead, fucking do something fun, easy. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to that would be no, because fucking Bo Ryan's <laughs> never done anything funny except on the playing field. Bo knows that domestic violence is wrong, Nathan. Does he? He does. Because from what I've seen on Thursday nights, he Bo can murder a joke. <laughs> he can murder a joke. He doesn't condone domestic violence. Recaps from around eight of action. We started off with very special early Wednesday Anzac Day football in the first match. A cracker, the St. George Illawarra Dragons 28 defeated the Sydney Roosters 24 at Allianz Stadium in front of a fantastic crowd of just over 40,000 people. The points the points came for the Dragons. We had a double to Ben Cray. Fancy that. Matt Cooper, Michael Wayman and Matt Pryor also scoring tries. Hornby got one of one, Soward three of four. Sydney Roosters 24, they had tries to Anthony Minicello, Brayton Astor, Mitchell Pearce and Aidan Guerra. And we had a field goal, well no we didn't have a field goal, it was an attempt from Mitchell Pearce unsuccessfully. Brayton Astor was three of four on the conversions and he also grabbed one from one on the penalty goals. What a fucking finish. Great finish. It was, pre- it was a pretty decent game, though, but I mean the finish clear, obviously you know, elevated us into... You know, into Something pretty special. Definitely. I, I think the Roosters really came to play, and that's a sure sign that their team, which is pretty young, yet bloody athletic <laughs> across the park, I think, yeah. um, is really developing. I, I just have a bit of a question over whether Brian Smith is a man to get, get him over the hump. They seem to be playing for him more often than not this season. They've had a couple of blips on the radar and, and yeah. dodgy performances, which you expect from a young side, but... Um, I guess with Brian Smith, given his past history, there's always that bit of a, a worry that you know behind the scenes there's a bit of a ticking time bomb going there, and that yeah, place is gonna, yeah. you know, he'll blow the lid off the place and it'll all turn amount to nothing. But um, maybe he's learned from his past mistakes at other clubs. Um, he certainly lasted at the Roosters, yep. um, you know, a fair few years now. He seems fairly ingrained in the place, um, and he's got the makings of a good side, but. It's probably not going to happen this year or next. I think they, you know they need another, at least another season after this one to to be playing together to to get the best out of that squad. Dragons, they came you know obviously they came home strong, a couple of tries in the last few yeah. minutes to to fortunate win the game. kind of things that happened as well. I mean Sorry? the fortunate things that happened as well. I mean the Roosters were the better side, they deserved to win. But I mean still when you try off, you know, arsy shit and it comes off then yeah. you know you look like a fucking genius and Fortune you know favours the brave. Exactly. Or the desperate the dragons aren't the sort of team that'll try stuff like that, so you've got to give them credit for throwing yeah. for having a crack. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought it was a really competitive game and it sort of you know, did the the Anzac Day occasion proud and it really, really delivered. I thought. Really, the Roosters took it to the Dragons. 
certainly through the forwards. Ben, and um, Ben Craig getting two tries. What kind of fucking disgrace is that? I mean, that tells well, he's got you a hat trick against the Tigers before, hasn't he? Yeah, well, it tells you about the defence of both sides then, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> ben Crane for tries, Jesus Christ! Uh, and that last one, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, you know, Wayman, last <laughs> expect an offload to pop out from that dude. <laughs> Seriously, it's a wonder the whole Rooster squad didn't just pass out from fucking surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the Dragons are a bit like the, the late '80s version of Larry Holmes, uh, the NRL version at least. I think they got the odd vintage performance left in them, but. It's sort of sprinkled with defeats to ordinary opponents. Yeah. Um, some fading skills and, and definitely an aging yeah, a, an aging chin. Because yeah. they're fucking susceptible to a knockout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sauer actually did something good. I mean, this time, you know, in the, in the final set there. I got luck the, to him too. Or the, second, or the second last set when he actually you know, engineered the dropout for, you know, that gave him that, you know, that opportunity to score the late try when they had to go the length of the field. So, you know, not, good on Dragons. It's not going to be enough to uh, for him to... Keep his origin jersey, it would seem, because or keep himself out of Shell Harbour. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be dropped anytime soon, but he's really fallen out of calculations there. And rockstar you know, attitude. Sorry, rockstar attitude. He has been uh, known to to exhibit a rockstar attitude in the past. The fact he did sweet fuck all in Origin as well is probably you know black mark against his name. Well, there was Much also like there was also a claim from New South Wales that they're going to pick and stick, and and the halves. Are, are critical to that process, and um, he's going to be the man on the outer by the, by the sound of it. So Carney was drunk last year, so he was unavailable for selection. <laughs> That's the only reason Soward got in. <laughs> so uh, Soward can play Origin every second year. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. Like Carney's yeah the, the, the years when Carney's deregistered. <laughs> All right, Twitter. We had a ton of ton of tweets. So um, apologies for anyone who doesn't get read out, but there was fucking thousands, literally thousands for each game. Cambo ninety six. It wasn't thousands. <laughs> there was there was tens for each there game. Was, there was well, well not for each game, but, tweets for, but each for, game. Uh, for many of the games this week there were yeah there were tens and tens of okay, tweets. So none. good effort everyone. Uh, first one we had Cambo ninety six. Your mate breaking. Fuck that guy. In an NRL first, the Roosters have signed their own in house tattooist. And this is crazy. I mean the whole team's starting to starting to get inked up now. Yeah, there's a fair bit of ink going on. And then you've got guys like a you know, friend who just, he doesn't have like a square fucking millimetre of spare. I mean, they should just colour him straight in black to start with. I'm looking forward to him starting to break out a bit of the uh, Enigma sort of stuff and getting horns inserted, inserted in their foreheads and... Ta- you know, facial tattoos and you know, all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it doesn't stop. It's an addiction. Yeah, it's true. And they're running out, they run out of canvas. Tandy's if hot tips. If anyone's susceptible to an addiction, it's Todd Carney. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Todd Carney, of course, man, has no fucking no relationship to this game whatsoever. <laughs> that was last year. <laughs> Tandy's hot tips. The fairy scored. That was early on in the piece. That was before the match winner. Uh, bend me over, Hopper. Suck it, Roosters. That's what happens when you're captained by a born loser. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Hash, Poosters. <laughs> and Ben me over Hopper, of course. You'll remember that his Twitter, his Twitter display picture is the Roosters yes. logo with the cross through it. So. <laughs> very anti-Roosters. <laughs> very Cruzio Six. What a game! Great game of footy by both sides. The Hubba Bubba Army slackened off and got their lollies taken away. Please explain. Hash. What the fuck is that? <laughs> hash. Trying to make your own. It was the Hash Hubba Bubba Army too. The so Hash trying to create your own trends. Hash, cruisy in decline. Um, 
<laughs> at dragons. Ash Todd Carney doesn't play for the Roosters anymore. Yeah. Ash Glennon. <laughs> Glenn memory in decline. At dragons underscore red V. What a great finish. Roosters fell asleep in the last five minutes. Someone gave them decaf lattes. And then we've got Ben over Hopper. He's chimed in again uh, four minutes after his first one. Probably the best game in two years. Seeing Waith cry at the end made me have an accident in my pants. Hash, that's how you fuck a rooster. <laughs> it's not Some imaginative get any, hashtags coming out. It's, it's not going to get any easier for Braithy. At cookie underscore rooster. Proud effort for the night for the 76 minutes. Great game for the neutral. Time to curl up and die. And then we had NQC81. I wonder what roosters fans would prefer. Being belted by 50 or throwing away an eight-point lead with five to go. To which a reply came through from 102 Megan. She said, uh, I'll answer that. Option three, driving to eastern suburbs to Watson's Bay and jumping off the gap. She didn't so, do that, did she? Haven't heard from her since. At East Fan. <laughs> at East Fan said, uh, do either of you two know which is faster acting, cyanide or rat sack? <laughs> jumping so, um, off the gap, apparently. So a lot of, sui- a lot of suicide threats there coming from the East fans. <laughs> um, you know, and I guess by the time you listen to this, you know, it was over a week ago, so... You know, hope you guys pulled out all right, despite our lack of support and help. <laughs> the next game on Anzac Day, Melbourne Storm 32 defeated the New Zealand Warriors 14 down at Amy Park. Just over 20,000 people in attendance. The points came from a hat-trick to Will Chambers, a double to Dane Nielsen, and a further try to Justin O'Neill. Got a hat-trick, eh? Yep. Like good players like do. Like good players do. And Cameron Smith was 4 of 6 on the conversions, defeating the New Zealand Warriors 14. Double to Bill Tupo. Lewis Brown got one as well. And Maloney was 1 from 3 off the boot in a very Benji Marshall-esque performance, as Kiwis like to do. He's become too Kiwi and he needs to get over the latte. I land. especially liked how Brett Kamali played for Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> in keeping with me forgetting who plays for what club. Anyway. Brett Finch, superb game. <laughs> Sorry. Brett, Brett Finch had a superb game. It's magnificent. Stacey Jones with the Warriors was awesome. Oh, magnificent. Yes. Chris Nininu. Captain Snooze back to his best. Could not hold on to a ball. But, I mean, he's, if he, only he could have done that seven months ago. I was just going to say, it's a long, he's a long way from the match-winning player who cut the hearts out of the Tigers. My appendages. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, with 32-14 scoreline, I mean, it's really unrepresentative of how close the game actually was. Yeah, a couple it of late tries. was in the balance until the day. You know, yeah, Warriors were right into it. Last like, sort of 10, 10, 10 12 minutes, minutes yeah. or something, yeah. So um, it was a good performance uh, from the Warriors up until that point. Maloney and, and Matteo, they're, they're sinking. Maloney, he's got his eyes on moving over the east. <laughs> Already? Mateo, this week, he'll be actually be getting a starting position to side, so that may see him play, but, you know... I thought the better. Warriors played really well. They had a, a solid start, hit the front early. Yeah. Um, and it looked like they might continue their hoodoo over the storm, but Melbourne sort of absorbed the best the Kiwis could throw at them and yep. waited for their opportunities to come from, from errors from the opposition, which were provided gleefully from Chris Nenu, Um and made the Warriors pay, and... I'd almost be inclined to say that Kristen Inu was probably the worst player this round, except there's a game we haven't got to yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he'd run a distant second at best. Did you read the article this week? I saw an article. Um, it was talking about Chris Sandow, but it was saying that, you know, Sandow needs to learn the lesson that other dumped to Reggie's Parramatta players didn't learn. And then it went through, and there was quite an all-star list of people who'd been dumped to Reggie's. And um, 
haven't recovered ever again. <laughs> and it listed like Captain Snooze, he's one of them. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about, you know, Daniel Mortimer, like, you know, how he had to leave the club to go to Easter find opportunity and now yeah. he's playing for Newtown. And uh Christian Eno playing for Vulcans and stuff. And um fucking and who else did they mention? But there was there was a good list of of, of players like I think they they mentioned Finch, but I don't know what the you know I mean let's face it the guy did play you know successfully for the Storm, um, yeah, cheating. But um, who else? I'm trying trying to think who else was. But it was it, it was an impressive list of players that have been dumped to Reggie's by the, <laughs> by Parramatta. I mean, uh, left the to avoid sad it. story of all this, and I know we're talking about Parramatta in in whilst recapping a Melbourne Warriors game. But sorry, the moral of the story was uh, Kristen Inu's fucked. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yep. But he wasn't fucked seven months ago. Well, he was, but the Tigers were just more fucked. Yeah. The level of fucked usurped the Warriors. Exactly. Exactly. They lost Locke early to the Warriors, and they still... And, and started without Johnson. And uh, the little headgear-clad halfback replacement for Sean Johnson did a, a pretty admirable job. His name yeah. escapes me. His name escapes me as well. <laughs> I apologise, little fella. I know you're listening, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Warriors put in a great effort for 70 minutes, but they just ended up being unable to, to keep Melbourne out and succumb to the, their relentless pressure. It's it's getting pretty impressive for the Storm. Eight wins in a row. Not a loss in sight, at least until Ogden rolls around. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, who are they playing through the Ogden period? Who have they got in reserve grade? It's not fucking Parramatta. Not not. First graders. No, no, but I, I, I have a feeling that you know they'll they'll be okay, but maybe the score lines won't be quite as uh, quite as impressive. Uh, can I switch over to Twitter now? Absolutely. Cambo ninety six is first off the rank again. Jeez, he's quick on the draw. You must do nothing but sit on Twitter. Slater Smith and Cronk. One of those Gronks that probably sits there in a fucking Iron Man mask, typing away on his keyboard and his undies. <laughs> okay. Just That's a lovely. Or picture. a sea eagle mask it would be. It's probably not an Iron Man. He's not smart enough. Slater, Smith and Cronk, the three most masturbated over players by commentators in rugby league history. And possibly the three best players in the game. Hash, fuck the big three. Hash, put your cocks away. He's coming. He's going hashtag crazy. Yes. Berkeley underscore eagle. Hash, a fuckhead. (laughs) Berkeley underscore eagle. Hash, Captain Snooze is still alive and well. Indeed he is. Amanda Rose Long. I'd say Inu won it for the storm. After all, Inu is Ono in Kiwanese. (laughs) <laughs> and then she's also throwing hash Captain Snooze on there as well so there's a bit of love going for Captain Snooze uh, <laughs> and Campo 96 he doesn't care about the game it's just the commentators once again he comes back fucking hell daily get a warm soapy washer and tissues and finish yourself all over Slater you creep then he's going hash rugby league's Peter Slipper he's <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, getting all political it's getting political up in this bitch and, uh, the do you mi- remember the time where you where Chris Ninninu hit a rare purple patch of form. Yeah. And I say rare because it happened once. Um, and you you regaled us with possible stories or scenarios as to how he was going to earn a new nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. I think no, it was No-Dose or something no that was thrown away. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, scratch that. Captain Snooze is a, it's Captain, staying for good, Captain man. Captain Snooze for life, bitch. E- exactly. And uh, the Mike underscore NZ, he's uh, said, the Warriors played awesome but couldn't quite get there. And in a recurring theme, Inu was rubbish. So, nothing new there. No. Friday Night Football, the game people are forced to watch. Brisbane Broncos, 26, defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 6. At I was Suncorp. forced to watch it clad in a poncho. 
Yeah, because it was raining. It was it a shit piss down. Friday like and Saturday were absolutely shit days in Brisbane. Uh, it was at Suncorp Stadium uh, in front of a decent crowd. I think it was about 30,000 people. And uh, this one, the Broncos, their 26 points came from tries to a double to Glenn. Jared Beal got one. Andrew McCulloch and Josh Hoffman also got them. Uh, Corey Parker, three or five from the boot. Titans, one try to Dominic Peru and a conversion to Scotty Prince for their six points. Got to say, before the game, in yep. the uh, whilst the Titans were warming up, mate that was sitting next to me said, uh, who's number four for the Titans? I said, oh, that's Dominic Peru. Frenchie, we like to call him. So he's possibly got the worst hands in the history of rugby league. He's like, fuck, what are you talking about? I've never heard of him. I said, yep, that's right. And you want to get a good look at him tonight because he'll be back in reserve grade where he belongs shortly. He goes, fuck, you harsh. He goes, yeah, that, that is harsh. Can't be that bad. Anyway, the game starts. Yeah. Peru gets the ball, drops it. <laughs> Couple of minutes later, ball comes to him again, drops it. <laughs> a little bit after that, Titans... Spin the ball back inside, cannons off his chest, drops, drops it. Again. it. <laughs> He's like, "Geez, I thought you were being harsh. I don't think you. Were. I think you should have unloaded on him a little bit more. That guy's fucking hopeless." <laughs> so yeah, but he's still running out for the Titans. So the Broncos were up twenty nil after twenty minutes of play. Yes, and after that, very impressive, I thought. Yeah, and very, very unimpressive. Forevermore after that. Really thought they, they would have went on with it. Alex Glenn was in everything. His, his defense was awesome. He scored a couple of tries, ran the ball really hard. He had a yep. great game. Luckily, he got me into the match. It would have been a travesty if he didn't. Yep, yep. A couple of GBS tries from Broncos side too. Oh, fucking which ones? Well, um, what was the one? Who scored the try when the uh, the kick went down? The Titans guy muffed it and then they, sc- and, and then they scored the try. And it's basically the guy that came up and pressured the kicker. He was offside, so that should have been a penalty to the Titans. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't actually touch the guy, but he was, you know, three metres away from him or whatever. So, you know, he came within 10 metres, so that should be a penalty. I think you need and, then, and then that try where the, with the tip on, was it Hoffman that scored under the sticks? And it was, yeah. and with that tip That's on, like the NBA forward. where they let you get, get away with the third step if you're going to get a runaway dunk. Yeah, just so if, if, if it's going to make, if it's going to make the highlight reel yeah. or whatever, yeah, they'll, they'll just let it go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because that that yeah, he batted that forward clearly as well, which is a bit strange. It was forward, but yeah, I get where you come from. Some yeah. people probably did. Uh, when you've got the benefit of television and technology, and you're watching it and you're not live at the game, yeah, you can get all excited when the fucking horse is doing his lap and blah blah blah, and the Let's Go Broncos song is playing, and you know, the that mute, doesn't the, excite the mute, me particularly. The mutants for their jelly after they've had six thousand Bundy rums. He finished. I think the Bron- Broncos are a big chance of winning this thing. They keep answering questions. I know it was yeah. only against the Titans, but yeah. they did what they had to do. They were convincing. The Titans never got a look in. Their defence was solid. Uh, they controlled the game throughout, and yeah, impressive performance. They were very, they were very good for 20... shit conditions, too. Yeah, they were very the good for 20 hit. minutes, but I really think, that given the way that their first 20 minutes went, they should have probably given 50 nudge in that game. They really took their foot off the gas a bit, and like I said... And like the Titans, you know, they came back and at least held them, you know. But terrible, yeah, what shit, I mean, shit conditions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've already discussed Peru being the biggest embarrassment to French since French people were invented. Um, I want to talk for a minute about Jamal Idris, big name signing for the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, there was a lot made about his, 
you know, third-party deals, etc. that were going to prop yeah. up his contract. Cause I haven't seen his TV show yet. So, it's good. Well, they promised him a TV show. I don't think anyone expected that he was going to be a contestant on The Biggest Fucking Loser. <laughs> that guy's enormous. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, there's some bits and tweets about that as well. If Krispy Kreme were serious, there'd be a Jamal Id- Idris signature creation. At Krispy Kreme Donuts, or if they wanted to be more, if people wanted to be more, uh, you know, constructive and supportive, perhaps Jenny Craig could put him as the celebrity weight loss person instead of fucking Dame Edna. How about that? Well, maybe Dame Edna's probably lost some weight. Well, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe that, he... that makes a spokesperson. I don't know if you can just whack someone up there that says, "Yeah, I eat Jenny Craig." Had absolutely no effect on me whatsoever. They pay me a lot of money to do these ads. Yeah, but he probably. And that's a good marketing. He, pro- he probably wouldn't say that. He'd get up there and say, uh, "Yeah, I'm Jamal Idris, and uh, and I've been on De- Jenny Craig. I've lost, uh, I've lost a total of, uh, I've gained a total of 15 kilos since I've been on Jenny Craig. Jenny Craig's program is fantastic. The food is awesome, but I've been also smashing Devon and tomato sauce sandwiches the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, please tuck into my Krispy Kreme signature donut. Yes, the, the Titans are away for the Broncos' dispatchment. I, th- I think that's a good sign of maturity for their young side, and they get a lot out of Petro, yep. I think. Um, Do you see that he might not get in the origin this year? Yeah, there's got to be a changing of the guard there at some point. I think he's still got it in him, for changing sure. Changing the guard happens when the player retires. Well, not necessarily. Not every So you're saying Petro's shit, is that what you're saying? Sorry? You're saying Petro's shit, he's gone up shit. Yeah, that's exactly anymore. what I'm saying. All right. It all started when he started living next door to you that time. Yeah, that wasn't beginning again because then he went down to fucking Penrith. <laughs> Stupid Bruno Cullen. Can I go to the tweets? Yes. Ben V1 Hardy. Broncos versus Titans. Hash ratings in decline. <laughs> Mr. Underscore Wars. And this is the one I alluded to earlier. Someone roll Idris back out to sea. The man's gone and eaten the centre of excellence. About a thousand pies and an iguana. Hash. <laughs> an iguana. Hash fat. Aussie 1-1-1-1-98. Had no interest in seeing the Bogans of Friday night, the Broncos and the Shitans. So I watched UFC 117 with Sonnen and Silver instead. At Cruzio. You mentioned that. I just watched that again. I just watched that today. Is that one of the ones I gave you? Yeah. Did you see the head? Is that the first time you've actually seen that main event? Yeah. Fucking ridiculous, hey? At, at Cruzy06, love my team, love the supporters. 30K on a rainy game of footy, love the city, love the state. I love rugby league. Hashtags in decline. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary, Cruzy. Big shout out to uh, Aaron Tate and Gillian Tate because yeah. they didn't have ponchos. They got fucking soaked. Yeah, and, they, and they, uh, they've been doing the uh, season ticket thing for fucking as long, long, longer yeah. than we've known them. Yes. And Aaron, Aaron was looking a picture. Uh, picture of a drowned rat? <laughs> no, she was looking a picture. Gillian, not so much. <laughs> right. And on to the match of the round. Of Ash, Friday night. Gillian in decline. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ash, your nuts are going to be cut off and in decline <laughs> real soon. Okay, uh, the other Friday night game, the match of the round. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 12, defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs. Desblar, 10. In front of a crowd of nearly 25,000 people at ANZ Stadium. The points, 12 points for Manly, came from tries to Brett Stewart, Steve Matai. Jamie Lyon was one of two conversions and one from one on the penalty goals. The Bulldogs had a try from Barber, a try from Bryson Goodwin, and uh, Bryson Goodwin got one conversion, and Steve Turner was also there. He missed one. You want to 
off you go. You know, you can say your piece first, and then I'll I'll, I'll refute or you know add to that. As go, I mean, because you know, p- people are just going to see me as too. What a fuss made about George Rage in this game. Yeah, because it was his first game back. I yeah. thought he played well. Played fucking great. Best um, game he's played in ages. Sorry. Best game he's played in ages. It's because he's been playing reserve grade with fucking Dan Mortimer. And <laughs> Best game in first grade he's played in ages. Dude, he was he was carting it up. He wasn't. See, I thought Nullivia was just as good. He didn't yeah, get well, any raps. Yeah, yeah, Nud's always good, but I mean, yeah, he's he's the, he's the guy that doesn't get many raps. I mean, but that dude, especially like late last year in the in the charge to the grand final win. I mean, yeah, he was fantastic as well. well I think Rose is, is at times a victim of the fact that he's a bit of a character in the game. Um, but geez, when he does some things good, it gets wrapped up out of all he had a freaking he, he had a great game I mean like the the amount of uh, you know tackle busts and stuff like that he made he was he was the one prop that was really turning him around I mean like you know Nolivau was making consistent ground as well but like the explosive stuff was you know definitely big Georgie definitely and especially in comp- compared to people like you know um, I mean King's going about his business fairly quietly and doing pretty well this season and but, slowly it might but, but Kite is like fucking he thinks he's a 5'8 or a halfback or something he'll he's actually playing like he'll, th- he'll throw he'll throw <laughs> dummies or you know he'll he'll try you know he'll turn you know try and reverse backwards you know looking to get a um, uh, an offload away dude just stick it under your wing and just fucking cart it forward when it needs to be carted forward man it's just, it's just so frustrating we, we can agree to disagree on his general play over the course of the game but he came up with a fucking clutch play clutch play <laughs> clutch play and um, and the doggies I mean you'd think Desi would have told them this was coming you know if anyone's going to fucking know you know Desi should have said watch Big Georgie pop the offload he averages an offload a game and the yep. offload this game went straight to Matai went over untouched to score the match winner or ultimately proved to be the match winner yeah I, I think the dogs showed enough signs that uh, that they're up there but I think Sterlo said it best on the Sunday footy show. He said they've, you know, the dogs will say that they've competed with Manly and Melbourne for the last two games and, yep. and have been un, unlucky to be beaten. But he said they're still one from one from their last six games or whatever, one from the last five. That's that bad. Fuck. It's like um, three in a row. I think they've lost, isn't it? And he said at some point they've got to start getting results for these efforts if they want to, you know, be a top four side or, or make the eight, even yep. if, depending on how bad it gets. So, um, they're a lot better than what their position would indicate on the table at the moment, and um, they have been unlucky in games in patches, probably because they're still finding their structure and stuff with a new coach, um, and the fact that Hodkinson's out. But um, it, it's exactly right; they've, they've got to start putting results on the board. But Hodkinson being out as well has seen the emergence of Reynolds, which is who never needs to be fucking dropped. Yeah, at five eight, but they're still getting fuck all out of half. Well, I mean, they're fucking, you know, they're throwing Keating in there, who's meant to be Hodkinson's partner. Yeah, how, so, um, how, yeah, the and I mean, yeah, uh, couldn't get run half back. I mean, the Ottoman, I, I, I remember hearing what seeing him once in that game, and he was like kicked the ball he, out he got at the three very, minutes. Yeah, at the very end, he kicked the ball out, and which pretty yeah. ended the game. So clearly, Desi didn't want to win the game. He wanted clearly, to clearly, and you know, great. Didn't want any awkwardness on the fishing trip with yeah. twos. Good on you, yeah, good on you, Super Coach Desi. Came back to shoot you in the ass, didn't it? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> now, I want to talk about Manly's jerseys. Atrocious. They were fucking atrocious. It looked like Mr. Hankey had shrouded himself in used vaginas and taken a drunken, tumble-laden trek through a lavender patch. I thought it was basically like a Manly Seagulls um, logo floating in like a fucking carton of melted Neapolitan ice cream. But There's not much blue in your Neapolitan ice cream. Well, no. But I mean, yeah, maybe that's just bleeding out of something else. How do you get blue out of brown, white and pink? <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe there's well, the tutti frutti. Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's a fucking tutti frutti in there. Something as well, I then. clearly know a lot about. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Please try and make them factual. Anyway, shit show. They bring up movies. If you want to talk ice cream, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, shit Maybe jersey. It was Bill. Shit jersey, and um, and I was pulled. I was pulled up online when I was I was going to town on it, and um, yeah, it was it was uh, designed by you know uh, some some veteran who's seen action or something, and so therefore the, the the spirit of it it was in the right place, but the execution of it perhaps it wasn't as good as people would have liked. And I know that Manly weren't happy with the jersey either. I appreciate so, the sentiment, but so fuck, fuck, they were woeful. So ISC, go fuck yourselves. Honestly, I mean, they, you know, they, they made a decent looking one for the Roosters one. I like the Roosters one. Looks good. I mean, because it was basically a Roosters jersey with just a slight twist. That's you know, magnificent look cool. camo jersey. Yeah, it looks you fucking know, great. The only better one for the weekend was the Raiders. And that was fucking atrocious. I hate the Raiders one. You're kidding me, right? That was fucking terrible. Can you talk about ice cream again? Wasn't as bad as the, it wasn't page. as bad as the Manly one, but it was fucking up there. I like Magnums. That fucking means nothing to nobody, <laughs> you dickhead. I was just want to get back on on the same page. So we went arguing again. I don't like arguing yeah. with you because you always lose. <laughs> so what kind of fucking ice cream was the Canberra one then? It was like black and white and fucking it's like fucking black and, and white. It was, it was a camo, you moron. Oh, with two colours being fucking black and white, or at least a very dark fucking green or something. It was fucking it was green, dark green, and less a shade of green. It was fucking the darkest green, like none more black. Of course, you wouldn't get that reference either. Um, let's get back to the important thing. Manly smashed fucking that cheating prick Des Hasler, and uh, <laughs> they got four and back to sign. Uh, what a turning point! And it even seems like after the match, it's just even I think to the players, it's just this match was just a milestone, just something to to get past, and um and then you know refocus on the important uh, business of going back to back premiers. Does that mean the fans are going to get past this grudge bullshit now? Or? Fuck no, we got a return match in round twenty right. or something. So this, this, hell, coach left. What part on. of what part of Jihad for life? It. What part of Jihad for life? Don't you understand? I fucking told you months ago that this Jihad so is for life. Petty and pathetic. I feel sorry for you. Speak, Don't what, fucking point at me. Fantastic segue. Petty and pathetic. Finger off and stick it up your ass. Petty and pathetic. I'm glad you mentioned that point, Glenn. Right. Petty and pathetic was that fucking stupid t-shirt manufactured by Canterbury in the lead up to the game, which, from all reports, I couldn't see any on the telecast, and uh, people that were there didn't see. I think we had reports of one of them being seen by in the crowd. Mr. Greenberg's own admission, that was just trying to generate a bit of fun. Yeah, poke, poke a bit of fun at the opposition. And then, fair enough. And then, uh, then he's done. It's by- not a season-long fucking vendetta from an entire fan base against one coach. Then ridiculous. Then he's dumb as a brick. Fucking recruitment manager comes out in the lead up to the game saying, oh, "I'm tired of all this, you know, this animosity and stuff that's going on leading up to this game, motherfucker. Your new adopted club fucking started all this bullshit." And then. The final nail in the whole coffin for these dickheads is Manly fans who turned up to the game with banners had both sides of their banners inspected and if it said anything about Dez, they were confiscated. Well, I saw a, de- a banner on the telecast that said Dez who, so they couldn't obviously yeah, have been too strict. But you also you, know, but you also saw what happened. They're ones that had clearly been drawn in with a pen once they'd made it past the barrier and got into the actual field of play. The Dez who so one made say it. say Les who? No, the Dez who the Dez who one. Let's kiss. The Dez who one didn't really it doesn't you know it doesn't really say much of anything. I mean, it's pretty benign. But there was another one where I saw where it was something about um oh what did they fucking say? It was something where it was like it would have normally been an I and they actually and then they changed it to an E like you could see it had been changed like after the fact. So they just gone in with a pen and uh, got it past the but you know start the shit and then fucking 
and then stop trying like muzzle one set of fans you know get fucked dogs you can su- you fucking suck it i'm glad you lost i hope this is the fucking beginning of the spoon slide that i said you'd get at the start of this season and have, uh, have yeah. listen to yourself I want you to play this back. I want you to listen to yourself. <laughs> right. I know exactly what I was saying. I got it written down. You're a disgrace. <laughs> oh, sensational. Um, and Brett Stewart, we mentioned at the top in the in the uh, news part. Of, I mean, top form, sensational effort. Glenn was fantastic. Um, it's funny that you know. Yeah, Tafua did well too. Had a bit of a rush start, dropping the kick off, but. Yeah, and I think and he dropped the ball two or three times, and I, and I honestly think that probably two of those you know, had a bit of a helping hand as well from the from the defence in terms of you know being stripped out. That's probably but, um, his fault. But other than that, he was fucking he was fantastic. I think he uh, acquitted himself fairly well. I wasn't real happy with the drop balls, but uh, I don't think they led to to points at any of the times. I mean, just a little bit of pressure. But the way he bring, I love the way he brings the ball back. And Wolfman as well. I mean, that dude. I mean, I remember he was down at one point after getting smashed. Uh, doing something next tackle he's got the ball you know carding it up to get, you know, giving the forwards the rest he's just a kamikaze a that, okay. just kamikaze and um and Tafua seems to be sort of you know cut from the same mould a little bit um which is really good. Um, takes a lot of pressure off uh, Stewart at the back as well when it comes down to uh, you know bringing the returns back. Exactly. The, and Tupfu was very unlucky, you know, not to score a try as well when Brett Stewart made that first break of his, and he should have just passed it. Passed yeah, exactly. it. Tafua goes in the corner. Thought Ben Barber was good for the dogs. He was good in that in in. Yeah, in a couple of circumstances. I mean, he's good under the high ball, which is you know, obviously he's improved vastly since last sure year. Is, yeah. Um, but yeah, dogs have got other other problems but defensively this year, and it's not Barber. The dogs is obviously Reynolds. He was fucking magnificent. Yeah, he would have been man of the match if they had yeah. got over the line. I thought he had a great game. Which I mean, for fans of the autumn, is not a good sign. But um, no, no. Fuck, that guy just has has a dig, eh? But you know, I when, like the way he plays. You know when. You know, when, uh, what's his name? Dogginson comes back into the side, you know, Keating will get punted down to Reggie's. Reynolds will, you know, he's definitely going to find a place there. And, you know, the Ottoman, his job will be to replace uh, Ennis when he gets hooked. <coughs> Which has happened. I mean, you, you laugh, but I mean, it was well, it was only like a game or two ago when he got hooked and the Ottoman got put on. True. If Reynolds keep playing like, keeps playing like that, he's already got a history with Ennis. I mean, Ennis could be on the outer. Could be arsehole out. Might be two separate Tigers dressing rooms. ANZ's a massive fucking venue. They could probably find two separate dressing rooms in there for him. Maybe. All Tigers might pick him up. But maybe. Robbie's already got one dressing room. Ennis, Team Benji. Straight in there. Yeah, but I mean, how's Ennis and, Ennis and, uh, and Robbie going to coexist? Oh. I don't know. It's for them to sort out. <laughs> Robbie could play halfback. They could play 5-8. Sorry? You can play 5-8. Please, we've got the world's best player playing 5-8. What would you Campbelltown's not big enough for the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> tweets and there's, you're going to see that there's going to be a common theme in the tweets here I wonder if you can guess what it's going to be at NS Bear China who shat all over Manly's jumper at Ricky T 87 loving the explosive diarrhea jersey shit 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 <laughs> hash des, des dogs dominate well you're wrong there Ricky uh, Big Dan 1985 uh, watching NRL CBYA man Manly has a shocking camo uniform hash yuck at uh, Gotta Love Keefe just got home. What the fuck is with those jerseys? <laughs> Ash hurt my eyes. At the trophy box. This jersey's making me hungry. Ben and Jerry's after the game. At Dashing Dan 1. ISC should be fined for bringing the game into disrepute for those manly outfits. At GT351. And there was probably about another five that I that I 
didn't because it was just like I can't just read out like a hundred tweets in a row how shit the jersey was because let's face it everyone knows including Manly I heard an interview with Tuvi uh, this morning or yesterday morning and he was saying that even the players had a lot of jokes about the jerseys and they just like well fuck you know we've got to do it so you know get on with it at GT351 underscore Johns what a waste Manly had bounce of the ball and help from the pink cheating Manly loving fuck sticks plus no Ottoman crap game wow I don't recall Talking any... Talking about people, things from Manly going over to the Bulldogs, he sounds like a fucking Manly fan right there. And I, did, I didn't see, there was nothing glaring from the referee. I mean, I guess he might, you know, perhaps, we haven't spoken about it, but perhaps he, he thought that uh, it wasn't so cut and dry with Jamie Lyons' fucking lotto-winning moment when <laughs> when he sa- when he saved that try through no fault of his own. <laughs> when Bryson Goodman looked like he'd, sn- he'd jagged it and then somehow Jamie managed to sort of kick the ball up to get it off the ground and before Goodman could plant it down, he somehow managed to sort of momentum him over, you know, his knee over the touchline. Yeah, Far I don't think Jamie had much to do with that. Oh, that was just the luckiest fucking Could have changed it. Change the result then and there. If they definitely could have. I mean, fucking hell, that was the luckiest thing I've ever seen. I think on a football field in defence, I just I, I can't. I don't think they'll will ever see anything that arsey ever again. By Ryan wishes he could turn fuck ups, disastrous fuck ups into into <laughs> arsey miracle escapes like that. Fucking hell, at Manly Brett, great game of footy, worthy of Friday night, gutsy by both. Hash Hasler in decline, Cambo ninety six. You know where this is going. Here we go. Fuck you, Hasler, and fuck you at Todd underscore Greenberg. There's something that money can't buy. Hash B Manly, hash Dogs of Boar, hash Des Who, hash 2v2 Good. I've got another thing money can't buy. A gag for Cambo. It's true. At Williams277. What's that lump in your throat, Des? No, no, not Greenberg's cock. It's regret. Enjoy that lonely trip back to the beaches. Still and living on the beaches? I guess yeah, he yeah, probably he, has yeah, to be. How he he organised fishing trips with Tuvi? I read an article today beach. saying that Foran had dinner at his place last Thursday night to tell him that he was uh, turning down the dog's more lucrative offer to stay at Manly. Cambo96. Manly undefeated Hasler beating Premiers. No asterisk required. <laughs> Fuck, there's Hasler. <laughs> fantastic effort and uh, what a fantastic game. Solo Saturday this week because it ain't super when South Sydney are playing and it's only one game featuring South Sydney. This occasion, though, the Rabbitohs, 20, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 16. This one was played at ANZ Stadium in front of a massive crowd of 12,000 people. The points came from uh, the Cowboys. We had a try to Inglis, Dave Taylor, Isaac Luke, Reynolds, 3 from 3 on the penalty on the uh, conversions, and he got a penalty as well. Defeating North Queensland, 16, a double to Ash Graham, James Sigiaro with another try, Thurston, 2 of 3. Wow, Dave Taylor. Yeah. Probably the best game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, well, and um, I bet Madge is feeling really great about withdrawing any contract offers to him and allowing him to go up to the Titans. Well, I think Madge has probably made a, a bit of a what he considers a safe bet as far as Dave Taylor's past history of consistently well, playing yeah. like that. Ramps up when it's time to think about selecting players <laughs> for Origin. Yeah. And uh, then gets injured or declines after Origin's done and dusted. He's, he's certainly he's got a sprinkling of dominance in his game and oh, he was in everything. He showed a real willingness to, to work on kick chase and, and you know, things that you probably get less highlight real moments for and, and less yeah. credit for from the media. But that hasn't really been evident in his game in recent years. And I wonder if that's going to be something he's going to continue to work on and it's going to translate to his game when he goes to the Titans or whether, you know, if Jamal Idris is going to turn to an Idris. Boy, probably going to be 
Krispy Kreme Dave Taylor specials. Yep. Which is a shame because if he could perform produce that, you know, I haven't seen him lead kick chases and drive blokes back into the in goal and other than origin or just pride origin. And yep. what where are we? Just pride well, origin again. This is it's a simple formula for Dave Taylor. Cynical, cynical weight. Yeah, it's a cynical way of looking at things, but you say cynical. Your cynical is my factual. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> look it up, people. <laughs> JT, twenty nil down, and all hope seems lost for the Cowboys. The Bunnies were running in tries at will. Mm-hmm. Isaac Luke's carrying three blakes, Ashton Sims. Massive game for, uh, for Isaac Luke. Yeah, Ashton Sims and two other forwards over the line with him. Yeah. Looked like they had absolutely nothing. He's still running around, grabbing the ball, you know, running to, you know, organised guys and, and running down the field when, you know, scrums are being yeah, formed yeah. and firing them up, trying to G him up. And that's his life, man. Fuck. And he keeps re-signing with the Cowboys knowing that that's his life to be the most enthusiastic and most into it guy in his entire team and sometimes the only one. It's, he just deserves better than what his teammates dished up for yeah. their first half. I mean half. the Cowboys the Cowboys did did well to, you know, come back and, you know, have have a have a genuine shot at, you know. Yeah, directly back off into, the back of Thurston's play. His yeah, competitive yeah, will almost single handedly got them a win. Yeah. Yeah. It's because Thurston, you know, he realised and understood what the other players clearly were ignoring and the opposition was Souths. So, I mean, the game's there for the taking at any, any moment. <laughs> so, JT knows where it's at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they just fell short short in the end. And, um, yeah, good on your south. And also, it's uh, we don't have to mention as well, that's the 1,000th win Yes, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That got mentioned ad nauseum. Yeah, which is um, very interesting. And uh, What's their win percentage? Yeah, and that's the question that most people want to know. Yeah. Inglis is making a great fist of the fullback position. Um some of his footwork on kick returns um, and a few of his runs, fucking blistering. Just needs a bit more of a run-up and yeah. away he goes. He, he had a great game as well. Um, Tarek Sims, fuck, he's a good player. Yeah. He must be starting to think Ashton's adopted, surely. <laughs> well, we haven't seen um, Tarek in the uh, pressure cooker environment of semi-final, you know, with 45 seconds to go. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a sad irony for the kid? Oh. To come this far and do so well, semi-final, game on the line, drops it. <laughs> drops it. Try in, try in the left corner. <laughs> Tears. Tears. Fuck off the North Queensland. Oh, you're already up there, Tarek. <laughs> Fuck off the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> He's already been there too. Yeah, yeah. What's next? As a, as a youngster, yeah. Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, they, they hang on South to their credit, but... Um, North Queensland were coming to get them for sure, but a couple of plays at the end of the game didn't go their way and they couldn't get over the hump. And they gave South too much of a head start and couldn't get it done. Exactly. Cambo 96. I have the South versus cows on mute. I'd rather masturbate with a rusty trees, cheese grater than listen to that gronk Ben Iken. A lot of Ben Iken hate came out over the, yeah. over the weekend as well. I think it's probably just, the only know, way anything had ever touched Cambo's penis. And uh, rusty we had a pair of tweets from the Chapo 82. John Sutton has been to the Russell Crowe School of Acting dead set. It was a dive. Hash clown show. So obviously that must be something. I'm just looking at the timestamp because it appears he was talking about a specific incident. Oh, it's 10.46pm. 
So uh, it's hard with some of these tweets. They seem like they're like in the midst of the game. You've got to try and match them up with the actual incident. Uh, and he came back again with another one that said, if South are celebrating 1,000 wins, how many thousands of losses have they had? <laughs> so Hash, true. South will finish ninth. And I'd love to see that <laughs> statistic because I imagine it wouldn't be pretty. No, I would imagine not. There's been a few lean years in there for him. Definitely. Sunday football, first game, shocking. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 44, absolutely pumped the Canberra Raiders 22 in their home venue of Canberra Stadium in front of a crowd of just over 12,000 peoples. Uh, what do we got? Cronulla's points and a fucking shitload of them came from a double to John Williams. We had tries to a John Morris, a Ben Pomeroy, Colin Best, Jeff Robson, Jason Bakuya and Stuart Mills. Carney was 5 of 8 on the conversions plus he got a penalty goal as well. Canberra Raiders, their 22 points came from a double to Josh McCrone. We had tries to Reese Robinson and Josh Dugan. Croker 3 of 4 on the conversions. Not a good... Canberra. Not a, Cats not hair a good in decline. to the... Uh no cats here, Raiders. Yeah. The Mr. Bigglesworth Raiders. They've just jumped straight back to... Straight back. Straight back to where they were when they were getting pumped last year when he uh, bailed out on Remains them. to be seen whether they... Last year's experience is enough to, to sort of turn it around, but based on this game, fucking hell. And Croker without cats here? Nothing. Fucking useless player. Whiny Pratt. Useless and defensively... Like been calling him for a season. I now. mean, defence is not the word. I mean, he makes Darren Lockyer look like Trevor Gilmore's though he's so bad. Um... Shocking misses he had, and I mean the Sharkies, they just took full advantage of it. And quite frankly, when a centre pairing of you know Ben Pomeroy, and you know you got your Colin Best as well in the side, when they look like fucking superhero players, yeah. you Steve know you're Ren doing off and fucking <laughs> Gene Miles, Gene Miles, at the absolute best. Yeah, and it's, it's just it's just sad. And then for, to add further insult to injury, you had Jeff Robson with the ball in hand, 10 metres out from the line. <laughs> Sterling. F- fucking throws the dummy in. <laughs> and scores. Thinks he's Jonathan Thurston. And Canberra Raiders were happy to say, okay, JT, do what you want. Um, you know, Jason Bakuya, he got his customary try for the year. He's going great guns. Yeah. Um, he's starting to get a bit of notoriety about him too. There's a bit of noise about him. Yep. Um, also made it emerging origin camp too. I wasn't aware he was in there. Yeah, Someone's I mean, obviously you know, sounded him out. Rightfully so, though. Yeah, he's playing well enough for sure. I think Todd Carney playing for Cronulla, where he now plays, uh, reminded us that the, the Sharks they've been winning these games without Carney being completely dominant as he's capable of being, and, and as he's shown certainly during his time with the, with the Roosters, where he used to play um, during his reign as Dalian medalist. Yep. Um, he hasn't had those sorts of dominant games for the Sharkies yet. This was pretty close. Uh, yeah. I thought he played really well. It's interesting he doesn't seem to need to do the dominant thing for the Sharks, just the way the, the structure, the Not way they the like to play. that yeah. he was doing for the Roosters. Yeah, um, Roosters was, was almost a solo hand, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's been, he hasn't been quite there in that sort of respect for Cronulla, but it's what he is doing is enough to get him wins. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in, in tandem with some other good performers in the club. Sharky's put another stigma to bed that they can't score points. 44. Yeah. Raiders, oh, Raiders had something to do with that too. But yeah, and I have a feeling that the Raiders might have, the, the, the booze band might have had something to do with this as well. I mean, they played like a side that's got the shits with their coach. You know what I mean? Well, um, yeah. Apart from the very end, I mean, like... They, that's going to end badly for the players, though. No. Coach oh, ain't yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, the name, the Ferner name is, you know, entrenched, you know, since the, the, the very beginning of the Canberra club, yeah. really. Um do you see the try at the end? Uh, was it Reese Robinson who scored the try at the end when um, they had the kick ahead? Mm. He's gone down the sideline. 
managed to keep his foot inside, jumped out of bounds, booted it off his left foot back in, in field, uh, ran it down, managed to score the try. One of the most spectacular Reece, tries. Yeah, Reese Robertson. Sorry, yeah. you, you did mention his name. Yeah, he's, yeah. See, fuck, he's going well. One of the most he spectacular is a bit tries. Shining light for Canberra this season. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sharkies. That's six in a row. It is six in a row, and um, I think that's even better. It's even better start than they had in two thousand and eight. Uh, the last time they were resembled anything remotely good. Yeah, exactly. And Canberra season, unfortunately, even at this early stage, is boiling down to how quickly the halves can reconnect um, and and use the experience of last season to their advantage, and whether Jugan's fully recovered. That's that's what their season's going to come down to. So yeah, I agree. Um, the next few weeks should probably indicate both of those. I would imagine. Yeah, and they don't have an easy run, I don't think, over the next little while. No, no, they've got some tough games coming up. All right, Ben V1 Hardy. As a Raiders fan, watching Jared Croker's defense is always a delight. Hash Raiders 2012. Hash Raiders in decline. <laughs> hash no shoulders allowed. The <laughs> Chapo 82 is back, and he says, is there anything Paul Gallen can't do? He can kick, make, a, make a mountain of meters, and is a ball player. Hash the Don Bradman of Rugby League. He's pretty fucking awesome, that bloke. He should be the next immortal, actually. At Cambo96, if it wasn't for their 46-year history winning sweet fuck all, I would say the Sharks are genuine premiership contenders in 2012. <laughs> Hash Troy underscore 79, uh, Canberra's fan. And uh, he's got two tweets here. The first one, what will be Ferner's excuse this week? Couldn't get in the grind, didn't do the little things right, or didn't tick all the boxes? And he's come back with his second one that said, Gallon made more runs and meters than our four back rows combined. LOL, useless fucks. Did you hear uh, on the footy show on the weekend where they were talking about Mike Lennis and um, they were asked, you know, his niggly bullshit that he carries on yeah. within the game. And Freddie said it's bullshit. There's no need for it. Um, and the game, there's too much happening in the game. It's unnecessary. And um, I can't remember who it was. One of the other guys brought up the fact that um, someone had asked Gallon about Ennis and he said well yeah. I actually see a lot of myself from several years ago in Michael Ennis <laughs> and they said well what advice would you give him he goes well the advice I'll give him is to probably cut it out and focus on more positive aspects of the game <laughs> interesting that um, he's become this you know self-analytical is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and true indication like that game's that that's void from his game now yeah and he did kick, the best he did, player in the comp. He did donkey kick that fucking Titans kid in the head last season. But, I mean, other than that, he's been you know, yeah, well, clean I mean, for a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, someone had put Bo Henry out of his fucking misery. Yeah, and, and he's never... Paul Gallon's boot. And where's Bo Henry now? Hasn't been seen since. Still in Disneyland, I would He's still in the hole that fucking <laughs> Gallon dug him <laughs> on the field. Uh, all right, next game. A game near and dear to your heart. Yes. The West Tigers, 31, defeated the Parramatta Eels, 30 at Parramatta Stadium. A crowd just shy under 20,000 people. Parramatta Eels. Well, now we go to Tigers points first. We had tries too. Well, we had a we had a double double to Murdoch, did we? Murdoch yes. Silla. We had tries to Liam Fulton, Chris Lawrence, and Bo Ryan as well. Uh, Benji got a field goal, and he was four or five on the conversions. And Lolson got well, how many how many goals did he kick, mate? Four from five. Four or five this time. Clearly, Early performance from Benji, wasn't it? Tigers perform. Tigers scored all tries directly under sticks, and Lolson got one penalty. Parramatta, their 30 points came from tries to Jared Hayne, Willie Tonga, Chase Blair, Ken Sio, Matt Ryan, with five from five conversions to Luke Burt, as good kickers do. <laughs> well, the story of this game is um, certainly not the scoreboard. No. The West Tigers... Um, it would indicate a heart-stopping, fucking thrilling victory for the Tigers. 
via field goal, potentially in goal and point extra time. But no. Yes. Um, the Tigers, unspectacularly, but solidly, and like, you know, recovering from being shit kind of way, they, they built up a fantastic lead. Uh, Benji kicked the field goal as uh, pretty much the last play in the first half, I think, you know, yep. which he said was practice. And, you know, fair enough if you're going to be in close games. And geez, <laughs> didn't he look like Nostradamus? <laughs> Not the first time he's done that for the club either. Because uh, the West Tigers, they extended their 19 points to nil lead. Uh, they got it all the way up to 31 points to nil le- with uh, 68, min- 68 minutes into the game. And in the last 12 minutes, all hell broke loose. Parramatta went ballistic, scored five tries in a blink of an eye. And it came down to 31-30. Um, and Tim Sheens was delighted with his size performance. <laughs> yeah, a lot's been said about Sheensy dropping an F-bomb in the press conference. Big fucking deal. I'd like to hold a press conference in my lounge room after every Tigers game. <laughs> you want to hear some F-bombs? So this time, so you, you had kept away from the result, watched it on Channel 9, yep. delayed? Yep. Didn't, didn't care to peek ahead? I was at anything? a mate's place. Okay, you didn't did peek? Did not peek ahead. Did didn't peek on Twitter? Twitter didn't do anything. Didn't go on Facebook, right. nothing. Yeah. There's a lot of people I follow on Facebook do game updates and, yeah, yeah. and tweet bullshit about how unhappy they are with how the, ga- the Tigers are going or whatever. So I, um, I tend to stay away from it. I was at a mate's place and we're sitting there watching it. Kids are running around and we're going, fuck yeah, this is all right. Just kicking back. Watching yeah. Tigers run in try after try. This is fantastic. Lead's slowly getting bigger. Having a bit of a laugh at Ben Murdoch Masilla, who's possibly the greatest hyphenated athlete since Justin Nenonard did. Let's hope he doesn't pull out of the grand final with fucking period pain like that stupid bitch did. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, after Ben Murdoch Masilla. <laughs> Scored his uh, second try, and we started to have, a, you know, things started to get a bit jovial. We're having a bit of a laugh. This could be anything. It's going to be great. Oh, 10 minutes it. to go. No one's getting 31 points. Then we started talking about uh, young Matt Ryan. I think it's Matt Ryan. The the, the uh, rookie Parramatta guy, yep. Scored a try. He's like, well deserved, too. I mean, <laughs> if they're going to get fucking smashed and someone's going to score a try, it may as well be him because he's, um, he's played really well. He scored another one, and another one, another one, and a fucking another one. And I'm like, are you shitting me? A fucking Benji Marshall field goal kicked just for shits and giggles before they ran into half time is going to be the difference in this game. Yeah. Because <laughs> let me tell you, if Parramatta had to start their run a minute earlier, they would have won that fucking game by five I points. guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee if that game went any longer, the they, Tigers would have got rolled. If they got one more set, they were in again. No doubt about it. <laughs> There's a certain feeling you get. For, you know, after watching certain capitulations go on over the years, the last couple of years, um, South, cough, um, several times, cough. Yeah. It's just become resigned to the fact. And I was like, I know they can't win, but I still don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, no one told them that. I know they can't win this game. I know. <laughs> no. And there is a little voice in my head going, are you just trying to tell yourself that, or is that actually true? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I just... This is an opportunity to just pump yep. substandard opposition. Clearly substandard. And you look like you're on your way to doing it. And they weren't... The Tigers weren't playing their best footy. They weren't exciting. They weren't doing great things. Yeah, Parramatta would just be in Parramatta the yeah. way that Parramatta should be. And I mean, if they had announced Luke, if they had announced that Luke Burt was retiring at the end of the year before this game, Parramatta would, would have put probably another 20 points on. I agree. Wouldn't have to worry about a field goal. It would have been yeah. thumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can only play when there's someone someone's fucking career on the line. <laughs> a lot's been said about uh, a few of the Tigers players staying down. Um, 
That was a fucking diorama, let's Which face it. Which one are you talking about? Well, fucking your mate, Robbie, for starters. Well, Robbie did get whacked in the jaw. Oh, he got, he got whacked in the vagina. There was contact anything. with his jaw, and uh, he has shown some susceptibility to uh, contact Diving. with the jaw. Um, Molson got, he got whacked. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, with Benji's one, my honest opinion is Dive. he got poked in the eye. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. He got poked in the eye, and he was like, as you, as anyone would, I know if, when I've been poked in the eye, it's not pleasant. So yeah, I'll give the multiple one. I'll give you the multiple one. Benji and Farrow dive their asses off. Benji did not fucking dive. He even put his hand up to the ref to stop to say, the ref taking to action. Say, did I get a ten for that? Oh fuck! <laughs> There's no way that Benji took a dive there. Oh, of course he. Did. And then the ref decided that he was going to take things into his own hands. There's no way that that was Benji's intention. Yeah, it wasn't his intention at all. That's why players. Do- that's not why players dive. People at still all. want to say that Robbie Farrow is an Origin player. Hell and no! I have to ask why. Why? There's a there seems to be after all, Nathan. Yes, he gets hit. He stays down. Do you remember when Michael? The times when Michael Ennis has done that. Michael Ennis, the Origin player, apparently. I, I don't recall. Any you don't name. recall no. Michael Ennis staying down when he's been hit and looking up at his players and at his teammates and winking at them and having that caught on camera. You don't remember that at all? No, no. But it sounds like no. a good story. Yeah, cool story, bro. Um, he's got as many haters as Ennis. So that has to indicate that he, you know, he doesn't mind a bit of the fucking niggle or whatever people. No, hate. it just means that people hate him diving. Right. Okay. Um, he's a better fighter than Ennis for they, sure. They need a hooker. How not many a fighters? Fucking how many fighters? How many fighters have you seen like Robbie Farah? Not many. Ask Anthony Watts and Nathan Friend. Yeah, but Anthony Watts how put it on him in that very, very fucking game. Anyone, other than David Shillington, softest prop in the NRL. <laughs> And after he did that, and David Shillington looked up and said, what the fuck was that? He went and hid behind the second softest prop in the NRL. <laughs> Instead of standing there and taking his medicine. And he is an origin player. It's a good thing they don't have to worry about fighting, eh? It's all about how they play the game. And Robbie Farrow just doesn't play it very well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't get the argument. If they're not going to pick him, just say they're not going to pick him. But don't say that one player is an origin player and one player is not. I just I don't fucking get that argument. It's retarded. <laughs> There's no argument. It's basically the Tigers arguing he is, and the rest of the world saying he's not. That's, <laughs> that's not an argument. That's just the it Tigers. Is a fucking argument. You've got two sides. That's just the, that's just the Tigers. Not <laughs> One's severely outnumbered. There's like still two yeah. sides arguing. Point. They may as well argue. They may, it may as well be the rest of the world saying the sky is blue, and fucking the West Tigers <laughs> going no, the sky is pink. No, just because you think, just because this little little insular enclave thinks something, doesn't make it necessarily fucking so. <laughs> now, um, I'm happy for the Tigers to beat up or, or squeak by the bottom feeders of the NRL and and buy some time until Hino and Gattaca get back, and then our uh, tilt at the title shall begin in earnest. And that asterisk. Is, and, and, and honestly, without the asterisk part, you've said that every fucking season we've been doing this show, you know. <laughs> oh, you know that that two point win against Cronulla that we didn't deserve. You know, I'll take that. And then we'll start our run. I'll take that thirty nil win last week too. One day, one day you're going to say it. One day it's going to happen. Bo one Ryan day, is the West day. Tigers' most consistent player. I discuss. <laughs> that's just how shit they're going this year. <laughs> yeah, very much. That's, so. that's the one. That's the symptom. If you want to check a symptom, that's the one. Lottie Takiri may not be the revelation of any season ever. Discuss. <laughs> wow. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Been saying it for years. <laughs> You got it. You got it. You want to fucking say we got tigers in the corner. We got my tweets. Couple dozen. Um, it's not actually all of them. <laughs> in the tigers game, I get no tigers in the corner. 
No, it's a couple, but the South Sydney Cowboys, Tigers in decline. Twenty percent. Seriously, only twenty percent of them. I reckon. Is that all? So um, we can go to it. I mean, do you want to talk about fucking Fooey Fooey's <laughs> Fooey Fooey's movement movement? <laughs> <laughs> Fooey Fooey's try try. Oh, um, what a that dumb was possibly the most retarded thing I've ever seen on a football field. That's, I, that's, I'm lost for words of how fucking and stupid it was. And the fact that he looked up and wanted to argue the point. Yeah. What? And everyone, you see, it was funny. Twitter on the time, everyone's like. What the fuck, man? Seriously, man, what the fuck? Um, Seriously, in Samoa, this is fucking legal, bro. <laughs> yeah, and and you know well, what? Sorry. And if he if he hadn't uh, if he hadn't done a double movement as well, I mean, the role might have started early because that was almost the part where it was starting to kind of kick off a little bit. I mean, because that was about probably three or four minutes before they scored their first try. So and then you had Ben Roberts with his you know his game from heaven. Uh, if, where if a player has ever played that worse than that. In a game of first grade, I'd like to see the tape just yeah. so I could laugh. It's one of those, it was one of those special performances, and the, the thing that stands out to me is that fucking forward pass. Just oh, the the fact that he was in the clear and um <laughs> and dr- knocked the ball. Yeah, off. well, yeah. No one I mean, we've seen that we've seen that happen before though. Yeah, I mean, Chris Nini. Yeah, <laughs> and Chris Nini. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go back to that game, but geez, I mean, some of the carries on returns from you know, kick returns and stuff. What an idiot. And I like Liam Fulton as a player, right? Yeah. I think he's a good player. I think he's a solid defender, uh, good ball player, committed. He shows a lot of heart. Tigers Patriots against back rows in the NRL. What was that? Sorry, I said Tigers Patriot. Yes, very much so. Except for that time where he left. Well, um, he pissed off to England so they alleviate their salary cap problems so he could come back. You know, you're not a first grader when Liam Fulton is putting footwork on and beating you all <laughs> ends up with, like to a the leap. point where you don't get a fucking fingernail on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They don't call him Twinkle Toes Fulton. No, no, not at all. <laughs> what do they call him? Just Fultz. It's very... Uh, well, that's creative. I bet Bryce Gibbs made that one up for him. <laughs> I reckon Bryce Gibbs has got a few more creative nicknames for him. Yeah. Okay, can I go to Twitter now? Yes, absolutely. At Daniel Bird QLD. Adam Blair runs back to the defence like Mrs. Doubtfire. Shows some ticker bra. Chur. <laughs> hash bra, hash chur. Gotta love Keefe, he said. Uh, thinking of Glenn and his little Glenn, watching Lottie, Rennie, Fooey, and other heavily tattooed Polynesian guys getting sweaty. At Jason, see, even Tigers fans are chipping you in a Tigers match report. At Jason Jihan PI said, the clean, up with, the clean up with Kleenex, softest man of the match, had to be Maltzen, Benji, or Farah. All three had match winning performances. Shut up, Jihan. Gotta love Keefe came back again. This is my favourite sequence of tweets, actually. The first one is at 5.30pm. The second one is at 5.45pm. So the game starts at 4. It's running up to the final stages of the game at 5.30. There's, you know, probably, what, 20 20 or so minutes left in the game. Then he tweets it 15 minutes later. So his first one said, How good are the Tigers? Coach killers? (laughs) Ha ha. Hash back to form. Hash here come the Tigers. Hash Tigers on the climb. On the climb. Hash undefeated asterisk. Next tweet, 15 minutes after. Gotta love Keefe. Watching Channel 9 and a mate just messaged me the score. The see you next Tuesday. Fuck me, how did that happen? Hash not quite coach killers. Then we got Mr. Bowles. It would seem the hash Tigers in decline was personified in the last 20 minutes today. At least Grote was still hash dominated. <laughs> just to remind me who Mr. Bowles supports again. Yeah. We'll get to their performance. At Aussie, one 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 ninety eight. Some para fans are acting like they won the game. Newsflash, morons. The two points are going the other way. Hash, some people are idiots. Lots of people are idiots. Uh, yeah. And we've got uh, at make me a sandwich. 
<laughs> Probably my favourite new name of the week. Eels played like a team of marshals, only on for 10 minutes of the game. I feel sorry for Highmarsh, but shitty Eels don't deserve him right now. Although Highmarsh, I mean, he was, that was, he was replaced after like 23, yeah, 27 minutes. Yeah, I don't know if hooked or what the story was there. Yeah, yeah. And when asked about it, he said, oh, it's because I'm, it's because I'm old. That's, <laughs> that's what his reply was. He said, you know, if we win, I don't care if I only play 10 minutes. So he's fucking. He's totally checked that. He's checked his flight already. He's one down, mate, isn't he? Yep. And at Riz six six six, the West's cat in capitals should be proud of their win. They're the better side, although they have more divers than the Australian aquatic team. Fuck off, Risby. And I'd just like to say no, and I won't say fuck off, Risby. I'll say congratulations on your wedding on Saturday, mate. I'll say fuck off, Risby. All right then. There you have it. Monday night foot bitch. The Newcastle Knights 34 defeated the Penrith Panthers 14 up at Hunter Stadium. The crowd was just under 17,000. What do we got here for points? Newcastle Knights, their 34 points came from tries to Kurt Gidley, Tamana Tahu, Jared Mullen, James McManus, Zeb Taya, and Neville Costigan. Gidley, 4 of 5 on the conversions. Wes Nagama got 1 of 1, defeating Penrith Panthers for 14. Sorry, Clint Newton, a double. Michael Jennings, a try. Try scoring machine. And Travis Burns, he was one of two on the conversions. Luke Walsh, none of one. Big story out of this game is obviously Kirk Gidley's injury. Uh, Dislocated shoulder. Out for the season, season. potentially, yeah. Apparently, they spent two hours last night trying to jam it back in. Very painful. I was very lucky with both my shoulder dislocations in the fact that it popped back in straight away. First one was obviously not as bad as the second, but. did fracture the joint on the way back in, but just the the fact that I didn't have to have someone trying to reef my arm yeah. back into its place. Yeah. Um, my old man dislocated his at the, at the cricket ga- ground in a uh, grand final playing uh, lower grades for Western Suburbs against South Sydney of all clubs. Um, and he had a similar experience where they couldn't get it back in and he had like a team of people taking turns. <laughs> Trying to like re- reef yeah. it back into place. Yeah, he said like it was half a dozen people just taking it in turns. Yeah, yeah. And Dad wasn't a small man; his arm probably weighed as much as me. Yeah. And I just I was, he t- like he used to tell the story, and that was back in the days where shoulder reconstructions, um, you almost had to have your arm cut off. Like his scar was like six inches yeah, long. Yeah. Like it was massive. And. Geez, you got to feel for Gilly if that was yeah. like two hours of just bur- and once you cool down, your adrenaline's all gone and yeah, 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 and you're just there with a fucking joint that's out of place and someone's trying to reef it back in. My God, the pain that poor bastard must have been in. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, obviously Jennings and Lewis are going to be okay. Yep, they're going to be okay. I mean, uh, it was all doom and gloom last night uh, during the telecast. You know, oh, New South Wales are screwed because you know those guys in Gidley are out. But uh, good Jeez, news. Every- try and make a story. Good news, everybody. The ones New South Wales want to have in the side, they're okay. They're playing yeah. this weekend, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, Newcastle, I thought, were, were fairly impressive in patches. They fell away in other areas as well, which is something I need to work on. Willie Mason, when he came on, I thought he had a, a few good runs, attracted some extra attention from Penrith and yep, yep, got a couple right. penalties. Yep. I thought he went pretty well. His post-match interview was good. Yep. Uh, he's always fairly colourful. And, yeah, he'll improve massively. Yeah, definitely. Um What's going on at Penrith? Who have they got out? Okay. Um, fucking loads of people. They do have loads of people out. But, um... Lewis, Jennings, 
Yeah, for portions Grant's of this game. Back. Grant's came back. Gordon. Oh, Gordon, of course, yeah. He's a key one. He's he's got to be the biggest one. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was so good last year, uh, you know, at fullback. So it just I just I know that you know Jennings has just come back, so that doesn't really you know they they've got excuses for the last couple of weeks. They were competitive until they I think the Manly game was the first one, then they got pumped thirty nil, then they played your guys thirty nil, yeah. and in this one, you know, they conceded another thirty plus points. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And even this game, yeah, they, went, they went a long period before they scored points too. They're really having a dig as far as things they're doing. You know, they change their coach. Gould's come on board. He's trying a lot of different initiatives in different areas yeah. to improve the club. And um, it's just not coming together for him on the field, which is a shame. Um, Old Ivan's gone from the penthouse to the cellar. We knew it was going to, he was inheriting a bit of a mishmash of a squad yeah. um, that he, he sort of didn't have a lot of time to tinker with. Um whether he puts his stamp on the on the playing group, you know, for next season remains to be seen. But I, I don't know that they're in a huge recruitment drive either. So, yeah, I don't think so either. Strange that they they just can't put the performances together. I, I'm sure Penrith fans will come out in droves and and correct me as far as the amount of players that they've got out. But, geez, like they can't have been. I, I know Kingston's out as well. That's a yeah, big loss. and that's a bit that is a big loss. Kingston and Gordon are fairly massive. Just, but fucking getting pumped by 30 points every week. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. And they, they, they went to the point where the Knights were leading. How much were the Knights leading by before the Panthers actually got a point on the board? Because it was like 16-4 or something at half time. Yeah. Anyway, so it went to the stage where it was almost like two and a half games where they hadn't scored a yep. single point and they'd conceded, you know, it was uh, you know getting close to sort of 80. So, um, yeah, it's not woeful. good. Not good. At Dashing Dan, number one says... Kurt Gidley wouldn't get a game for Wentworthville. <laughs> HSV Raiders said Gidley out for the season. Can't be picked for New South Wales. Maybe there is a god. Hash oh, Gidley is shit. I don't. I don't wish injury on any player. Well, no, to be no. Honest. Gidley or otherwise. But I do think it's fortunate for New South Wales that he that he won't be available for selection. Is he? So, yeah. Is he that bad, really? For New South Wales. What's he done? Well, nothing. But there's been plenty of others. Michael Ennis one. Fair. Year of a Panther. The Knights defeated Jennings, Coot and Burns 34-14. I can't work out who's worse off after the game. Bennett, Cleary or Stewart? Well. Interesting question. Yeah, I say well, Cleary, but... Cer- certainly not Stewart now, I mean, because uh, he's got Lewis and Jennings. Mm. That's all good. Bennett, Bennett well... Bennett will win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bennett will find a way. Yeah, without Kirk Gidley. I mean, Kirk Gidley does seem to go okay for the Knights, and though. He's not. Was that his first game back or his no, I think second it was, game? Yeah, I think it was, it was more than first, wasn't it? So, like, he's had a few games off this year already. So. Yeah. He's, he's fairly injury prone when you think about it. Over time. I, I mean, think you look at it over the fullness of his career. He's had some, some shoulder problems over the yeah, years as well. Yeah. So. As well, I think, he, I don't know about knees. For some, for some reason, a knee springs to mind as well for him. But Yep. Yep, but uh, yeah, once again, Monday night game, Newcastle involved, wasn't the most absorbing clash, despite the fact that if you look at the scoreline alone, you think, oh yeah, there was a ton of points scored. I really wanted to see how Willie went. Yeah. Are we happy with Willie? I was happy with Willie, I thought he did well. It's good to see him back, and I'm a bit dirty that he's not playing for the Tigers. (laughs) 
previews for round nine of action in season 2012. Kickoff with the Parramatta Eels versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs on a Friday night football, of course, at ANZ Stadium. This is normally a fairly gripping clash, but no, I think fucking Bulldogs are going to absolutely pump the Eels. Yeah, exactly. Sandow on the bench, point to prove. Yeah, I mean, you know, will he be promoted before the, the game kicks off? Or demoted, as it were. Or demoted back to, well, they don't have an 18th man on the bench either, so it's not like he's there just to sort of give him hope and then, you know, crush it as he gets named for fucking Wendy. Um, there's been some, I mean, there have been some changes here for uh, for the old Eels. Just trying to have a look at their lineup. Matt Ryan remains in the side. Might be a good bunch yeah, of pick-up well, for Supercoach. didn't let anyone down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see. Ben Roberts has been named in the side. I mean, do you think that'll stick? Jesus, what do you got to do to get dropped these days? Yeah, I mean... Ask Chris Sandow. Well, I mean, Parramatta have been dropping people left, right and centre. I mean, they dropped... You know, Bert had Luke a... Luke Bert of all people. Well, he, 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 had a, he had a bit of a Barry Crocker, though, you know, leading up to that dropping, but... Um, I yeah, guarantee it wouldn't have been any worse than fucking Ben Roberts did. No, no, Ben Roberts is not going to be the worst Parramatta performance this season. I find it interesting... Um, a lot of people are pointing to, as far as Sandow's issues, pointing and being a complex individual. I've heard it on about three different occasions in different media yeah. uh, outlets. And oh, I'm not denying that by any stretch of the imagination, but how fucking complex do you have to be to like to play footy? Really? Like, where, where does that become a hindrance? Not at all, as far as I can tell. I, I just People just overthink this shit. Overcomplicate it. Yeah, yeah. He's out of form. His coach is obviously taking serious dislike to the amount of money he's on, or the amount of all the form that he's shown, or God knows what else is going on behind the scenes. Who knows? Yeah. Don't point to him being a complex individual, and he's got issues at home with his family and all this sort of. He's playing shit footy. Yeah. Turn it around. Yeah. Dropping him to reserve grade probably doing the world of good, and or it might knock his. He go around and he won't come back. From he's it, complicated. You sorry? can't drop him to reserve grade. He's complicated. Yeah, and complicated that, that's what they're saying. Oh, it's you know I don't know if he'll be able to come back from it. He dropped him to reserve grade, so he's just supposed to go through the motions for the duration of his contract, earn a f- half a million bucks a year. Yeah, because he's got a fragile psyche. Yep. Um, fucking hell. You get released and over to England before you know it. If that's the way <laughs> it continues along the same sort of path. If if that's the expectation there, Jesus. That's that's amazing. I don't uh, I don't get that way of thinking at all. Uh, I actually think that it probably will sting him a fair bit as it should, and um, that he will come back and play pretty well. Whether that turns Parramatta around, he needs some mates around him. Yeah, because that's been the whole thing along the whole uh, sordid mess at the Eels is that he seems to have been made a fair bit of a scapegoat, but he's hardly been alone. Exactly. As far as shit play goes. Yeah, and I'd hate to bring up Ben Roberts again. Well, I'll bring him up again. He played really <laughs> fucked on the weekend. Now, dogs, they've had some uh, injury, uh, injury you know, changes forced through injury. Uh, Steve Turner, of course, uh, out. So Tim Laffey comes in into the centres, pushes Jonathan Wright out into the, on the wing, which can only be a good thing for the doggies' defence. Yes. Honestly. Uh, what not else? Not particularly fast, Jonathan Wright. No, not at all. I mean, so, you know, he can do less damage out in the wing, no doubt about it. But having said that, I mean, the Dogs have played reasonably solidly the last two weeks against uh, their betters, being Melbourne and Manly. So I think against a team like Parramatta that really seem to be 
I mean, we thought they were sort of hitting rock bottom earlier in the season, but then they managed to pull themselves out of that by by sacking by sorry, letting Heidi announce his retirement uh, in a very timely manner. Um, they're heading back down to that hole again. So I'd say probably in about three rounds we're going to see Luke Bird announcing his retirement. Um, but <laughs> on that, the upwards, on this, again. I mean, they're still heading downward in this occasion, though. So the Bulldogs to win easily. Yes. Next game, uh, another Friday night game, and um, fucking incredible, incredible thing this. Broncos are on Friday night. Amazing. Television is safe to return. North Queensland Cowboys versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons up there at Dairy Farmers. It'll be the game going live into Queensland. How do you see it? I think the Dragons. Cowboys will want to bounce back and hard. They will, but I think the Dragons probably... It was a far more competitive game uh, that the Dragons played in last week. They've had yeah. a longer turnaround as well. That's true too, week um, and a half turnaround. So, and, and I think they, the Dragons are the type of team that do benefit from a bit of a rest. They're not much of a, a momentum side, if you know what I mean. They, yeah. they, you know, a confidence side, as it were. So they'd like to you know, get out there and keep playing and build on that confidence. They yep. can... Um, you know, show up to play on any given day. So yep. um, I think the Dragons will win that one. Yep. Uh, all all bit away from home. but Yep, yep. Oh, they've never been a team that gets, you know, flogged away from home, though. No. Okay, next game. What do we got here? The New Zealand Warriors versus the Brisbane Broncos. It's Saturday. It's the early game on Super Saturday. What do we got here? Uh, Conrad Hurrell makes his return. Oh, Kristen nice. Inu, 18th man. Pretty pretty hilarious that they even uh, credit him with that much. Yes, Warriors also coming off uh, extended layoff. Uh, Sean Johnson back in the side. Sean Johnson is named in the number seven. I find it hard to tip against the Broncos the form they've been in. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Um, and even if it is away from home, uh, and where the Warriors do grow a bit of a leg, I, th- I think the Broncos will be too good, and that'll be fucking seven in a row for them. Well, if you bet, if you're betting, you know you want you want to tip the Broncos because you know there's no reason not to tip them. Yeah. Uh, you know, is the trip to New Zealand going to be the thing that brings them undone? Because they haven't done a lot of travelling this year. No, so, and they haven't played a lot of Saturday games. This no, year. no. So that's that's the the only real. Uh, is, is this the first time they've played in the daytime all season? Just trying to think. Well, it might be, you know. First, yeah, first round was Para on Friday night. Yeah, I think yeah. they had Friday nights every And so this time, I mean, admittedly, it's barely daytime. I mean, it's a 5.30 game on a Saturday, but it's uh, yeah. close as it gets, really. But I'm, I'm tipping the Broncos. Okay, next game, Gold Coast Titans versus West Tigers. So I presume you're going down there, right? Yes. Yes, I am. So it is a 7.30 game down at Skilled Park at Rabina. Titans. Phil Graham in fullback. Prince is out. Prince is out. So we got Tigers a, named pretty much unchanged. Side. Zillion Caesar in the halves. Yeah. Tigers pretty much the same, aren't they? Yep. Unchanged side. Tigers by thirty at half time, and full time to be advised. <laughs> I think the the Tigers will win this pretty pretty handily, and if they don't, when I fucking hear about it next week. Well, yeah, just I mean, but you know what? I, there's no Prince in the side, so maybe the Titans will be massively improved. Ouch. You know how I've been with Princey lately. Okay, next game, Penrith Panthers versus... So I should say Tigers 13+. plus. Penrith Panthers versus the Melbourne Storm. This one's out at Centibet. And, geez, they don't want to get another 30-0 drubbing at their home ground. Um, and, you know, against the Storm, shit could get ugly. 
Yeah, I don't see things turning around for the Panthers, to be quite honest. Um, and against of all teams, the Storm, I, I think the Storm will just roll on. That'll be nine in a row. Yep, Jennings and Lewis named inside. Impressive, impressive little record they're putting together this season. Yeah, and uh, the Storm, they, I mean, they've got a couple of guys. They've got a, uh, Anthony Quinn, 18th man, and Jamin Lowe, 19th. So, I mean, have you heard anyone who's in doubt? Uh, not not off at this stage of the week anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty early on the piece. So, um, not sure what the go is with those uh, extra players they've got there. But, you know, the way the Panthers are going, you know, conceded almost 100 points in the last three weeks. Yeah. Whilst only scoring 14 in their favour. There's absolutely nothing to indicate you know, the Panthers will be remotely competitive in this game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're looking, you know, 30 nil might be a fucking best case scenario for them in this game. Yeah. Especially with the defence of the Storm as well. Yeah. Okay, next game. It is the uh, 2 o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls defeating the Canberra Raiders at Brookvale Oval. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually an accident then. <laughs> but, you know, confidence. I think it's okay. fairly, uh, fairly accurate though. Yeah. Manly, uh, as per the program last week, essentially, um, we've got Daniel Harrison comes in in 18th man. Oh, no, sorry, we have changed. Uh, Darcy Lussick comes back in the side, uh, so which pushes ha- uh, Harrison to 18th man. George Rose maintains his position in the Has side. Has on yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. So he uh, might be the one to leave, eh? Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it'll just be it'll just be a cash thing. I mean, really, I was actually talking to someone about this today. If Lusick was smart, he wouldn't stay, even if it was he, he would stay, even if it was for less money, because you got to look at Nullivar is not going to be around forever. No, neither is quite or King. King, King's there for King's manly for life. You know he won't change clubs, but you know he's you know he's he's not he's not as old as some of the other guys. But you know he's you know, it's going to end for him. Kite in in the immediate future, you know Kite's probably the next one gone. Yeah. So th- there's opportunity galore. You know so. You know, and see you think how he goes. that same goes for George Rose? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean George Rose is signed for you know, a couple of years anyway, so I mean oh, he's, okay. he's not in a position to think about leaving anyway. Um, so yeah, he's he, you know obviously he's got time to you know cement his position. Uh, Manly side. Other than that, same as last week. Liam Forum remains in the six for another week. I believe Kieran will be back next week, which would be very timely indeed. And um, otherwise, side looking good. Raiders. Dugan's in the one for how long? Who knows? Dugan's short of a run, and and their halves need to click for, for me to tip him against anyone, least of all Seagulls. So and um, and Jared Croker. Not saying they won't do it, but McCrone and Williams had their moments last year where, where they um, they played reasonably well, but they also had a number of games after Campo got hurt uh, last. Well, whilst Campo was hurt last year, um, where they just couldn't put it together. So, while whilst that remains the case, I think the Eagles will win fairly handily. Yeah, Jack Whiten is in the 18th jersey because I hear that there's a possibility that Sean Berrigan might move to hooker. And then uh, Whitener would come in, or they'd you know shuffle around a bit uh, okay. as far as centres and, and wingers. Um, Croker, geez, he's gonna he's gonna have a terrible day at the office, I think. Yeah, I suspect so. A lot of missed tackles coming his way, and Manly by uh, probably oh, thirty-five points. He'd probably be fucked just from the amount of tackling practices he's had this week, let alone trying to play a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual game mode pra- uh, tackling. Okay, next one. Uh, the uh, Channel Nine game on Sunday. Uh, Sydney Roosters against the Newcastle Knights. It's happening uh, home for Roosters at Allianz in Sydney. Tough one to call because I mean you know the Knights. They won by a lot, but it weren't you know exactly fantastic. Yeah. They're playing very very poor opposition. Roosters, Roosters are on the up though. Yeah, Roosters are on the up. I mean, 
there's, you know... Oh. A couple of weeks ago, you know, they were shit out. They turned it around and, and played really well against the Dragons, albeit in the losing side. So, yep. um, And the Knights have been a little bit patchy, so I think the Roosters might get an upset here. I think so too. I, mean, what, I wonder what the TAB saying, when it would it be an upset? You know, oh, I suspect the Knights will go in his favourites for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, any Bennett coach side, I don't think his automatic favourite, no matter how they're going. But you know what? Yeah, I think I think I'm. I've almost been inclined to tip the Roosters, eh? Yep, same. All right, that's the upset of the round then. And Monday night foot bitch, the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus Cronulla Sutherland Sharks out at ANZ. That's uh, that's going to be an interesting game. I think the Sharkies might continue their run. Yeah, I'm still not 100% that the Sharkies are going to be the team that runs and, and runs and runs and runs. You know, I mean, that's Melbourne Storm. Uh, yeah, sure. I think the Sharkies are... The, uh, due for a loss, you I think? think they're, well, not due for a loss, but I think they're susceptible if a team turns up in the right circumstances to fulfilled. Um, I don't think the Rabbitohs are, are a, a better team than the Sharks are this year or anything like that, but they're certainly a team that can put on some attack and quickly and, you know, how the Sharks respond to that. You know, they've never... I mean, they don't respond to, you know, a lot of points being put on them in a short amount of time. Mm. I mean, let's face it, even the Manly game, they got away with that game, but there was a lot of points scored in the last sort of 10 minutes of that game. If the game had gone for another two or three minutes, yeah. they were definitely losing yeah, that right. game. So um, a team, I'd like to see a team, you know, see how they respond to a team if they did that, you know, say the Cowboys, say, sorry, say the Rabbitohs do what they did to the Cowboys and score a ton of points early and get a, build up a good lead early. I wonder what the Sharks, would re- how they would respond to that. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few tests that the Sharkies need to prove to to show that they're genuine um, top eight material. But there's sort of asked a lot of questions that have been posed in this season so far. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Sharkies, which is going to continue an impressive run. I just think that uh, out wide they'll be able to deal with with Taylor a bit better than than some of the t- teams he's done really well against this season. Yep. So. Um, and that's going to take away some of the impetus of their of us attack. So, um, and through the through the middle of the ruck with Jeremy Smith, Paul Gallon, those sorts of defenders, uh, I think they'll contain Isaac Luke pretty well as well. Yeah. Um, and that's two pretty big strike weapons for South taking out of the game. And um, I think they in turn South don't have an answer for Todd Carney or Paul Gallon. So that, yeah. that'll get Sharkies a win. I just wonder if the 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 rabbits. Outside backs, I mean, you know, on paper they're certainly better than the Sharkies ones, but you know, see how we go. Get him the ball though. Yeah, and I guess Inglis, you know, see how Inglis goes on his kick returns and things like that. Yeah, I mean, thing, the thing that Sharks have in their favour is defence though. And, yes. You know, and as long as that stays tight, then I mean, they should be able to pretty pretty comfortably cover anything that uh, South throw at them. That is full time for episode 85. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. iTunes, we had two new reviews or we had a new review and someone who's already given us a review and they've updated it as well just because they had a hankering. Yes, and uh, let's go to the updated one. It was, uh, obviously remains five stars, yeah, of course. Awesome podcast. Sorry, it's from Simo Alley. Awesome podcast. Love the show, and it's great to get involved in Twill Nation on Twitter and the tipping and fantasy comps. Mainly, though, I just wanted to update my review because I thought it needed a hash Tigers in decline. Sensational. Thank you, Simo. And then we've got Super Grover 4, uh, who we met at the grand final last year. 
is entitled Two Gronks with Too Much Time on Their Hands. Five star. If you want an unbiased, balanced, informative, insightful, respectful, educated analysis of the great game of rugby league by two of the game's most intelligent critics, then this is definitely not for you. Sit back and cack yourself as these two gronks throw stones at whoever's walking past at the time. You must follow Twill if you want to know the true nature of rugby league. In capital letters, this is awesome. Then he's gone, hash manly in decline, hash tigers in decline, hash New South Wales in decline. This is from a man who uh, relates to a puppet. And uh, lives in Melbourne, follows Queensland, and he's a Melbourne Storms supporter. So Clearly a confused individual. And a cheat. Definitely a cheat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you went there. Melbourne's the man's led, left us a... a Slightly critical review. <laughs> but still with five stars. Tipping. I'm still in 32nd position, although last week was clearly the easiest round of tipping all season thus far. Yes. Um, That's why I got eight out of eight, right? No, you got about five, I think. I don't yeah. know how you made it. How'd you get five? Ah, oh, fuck do I know. Which, which one did you fuck teams? up? I tipped the Cowboys. That's where I went wrong, seven of eight. We only had eight people get eight. Out of, you know, about 100 people in this competition. Yep. So, But there was a lot of sevens, and then probably the rest would have been mostly sixes. Um, did you remember you put your tips in, or were you just given teams? Away I teams? honestly can't remember. Okay. I don't think, I mean, because it shows up as a square if they put in the, um, the if they don't put in their tips and they just awarded right. them. Otherwise, you get your, your ticks and crosses. Um, the no, top- I, um, for the Anzac Day games, Oh, I you missed those. And, then, and okay. then I put the rest in, I think. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so... Let's look at the top five. Now, we have one, two, three, four. The top four people are all tied on the same amount of points, 43 points, and that is Marcus in number one, Katrina Smith at number two, Skinny number three, and three-card Magic Trick number four. We then have uh, Whitey in fifth position on uh, points differential on 42 points, one and game back. And uh, But they're also Andrew Smyrniotis, one-time leader Andrew Smyrniotis, and Langer's 38, who is another POM. They're all tied on 42, so they're one point off the lead. So that's our top seven right there. And um, I'm in 32nd position, but I'm only like four games off the top as well. So it's a, it's great to see how tight the competition is. I think it's probably five games between position one and position 50. So... That means there's a lot of people still in the competition. What about between position one and position 90? A bit more. A bit more than that. I didn't actually count. Ran out of fingers and toes. You're in uh, 84th position at the oh, moment. 84th. And you came, that's up two positions from last week in 86. But it looks like you're losing ground to Paraman. I think oh, he's extended his lead. He'll fall in a heap. Now, what's the, de- what's the bet you've got with him? I don't know. A bottle of booze. Okay. He drinks passion pop, so I'm not going to come out of it too bad. Bit of bottle of Asti Spumanti. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, fantasy. You actually, yeah, you got more points this week with your team. I got 1,036. You got 1,071, is that right? Yes. Okay, I got five out of five. How'd you go? Three out of five, I think. Terrible. I think I dropped a couple. Hey, with your competitions, you know how it says how they're ranked out of like, it's like 10,100 competitions, I think, in the thing. Where, have you got any high-ranked ones? Oh, I'd have to have a look. One of the ones, I think it's uh, the This Week in League number seven comp. I think it's like ranked in the top 300. Jesus. Out of the 10,000. So, fucking not bad. Definitely not or, in that one. Or maybe it's the Real Jedi's one. It's the, the funny thing is, it's not the Twitter Elite one we were in, the pay one that we were in. So, um, but, so it's Twitter Elite, but not... Super catch elite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm glad to say that I'm number one in Twitter elite at the moment, undefeated, without an asterisk. 
Wow. Out of my five out of my five comps, I'm first in three, second in one, and fourth. I'm shitting all of my sixth in the other one. (laughs) And shop, of course, we've still got stock of the Revelation shirt, hats at Stubby Coolers. So hit up this week in league.com forward slash shop to grab Shop sales have been underwhelming. Pick it up, bitches. Yeah, it's dropped down after Christmas, so uh, let's uh, let's get it going up again, guys. Because we were, we really want to um, sell out of the Revolution Revelation shirt. Because the idea is that you know to to make these shirts limited edition, do one run when they're sold, they're gone, and then move on to the next cool idea. Yes. And um, we had Super Grover. Is that who, cool or cruel? Cool or cruel? I mean, we could make you know Robert Louis shirts, something if you wanted to. I mean, yeah, it could be done. Um, Stop Louis. <laughs> Yeah. Stop Louis 2013. <laughs> <laughs> With his child army made of beating unborn children. <laughs> um, Super Grover, who just had the iTunes review that we read out, he uh, he sent us a tweet through the week and said, uh, it'd be great to have you know, like, hash, you know, something in decline. Yes. As a, as it's becoming a, a thing. It is becoming a thing. Um and I received an email through the week, and indeed, uh, Matt, who bought some gear last week, uh, who we mentioned, he is the guy we met at the grand final last October. So, uh, shout out to Matt. Legend. And everyone follow at Matt Lackey, that's L-A-C-K-E-Y, on Twitter, if you're that way inclined, or if you want to follow another Red V fan. Or not. Or not, you know, as the case may be. But uh, you Red V people like to stick pretty solid on uh, Twitter, so get in there and uh, throw him a follow. I've got nothing else this week. Me either. I'm going home to bed. Fantastic. In that case, see you next week. Hey Twill Nation, if you're into UFC, strike force, and mixed martial arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TWIMMA.com. It's out every Friday morning. It's free. Get on it.